Well, welcome to another edition of Good Old Sports, brought to you by RNA Media and in partnership with the Tri County Press. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Riley Paint, my best friend and co-host Adrian Hernan here Hello, uh, for another episode. And man, do we have some things to talk about? Yes, sir, man. Listen, another great weekend of high school and college football, man. I'm telling you. The, the scores do not live up to how great of uh, some games that I've seen this weekend. Um, and we're going to get into that. Uh, you Some big uh, uh, big wins over the weekend. Rivalry wins, actually. Yes. Um, one in high school football and then one in college football that we're going to talk about. So I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it with some high school football here in East Texas. What was it like this week? So, weekend? you know, we had that weekend review. So let's look at – we were at the Paul Puitt decap ball yes. game. Uh, Paul Puitt loses that ball game 39-27. to mm-hmm. Decap with that, that uh, pro-I set, that pound and ground, come right at you, line up, let's play football. Mm-hmm. They're tough. Uh, they're they're going to be hard to beat. I mean, I, I, I see them, you know, uh, making a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Yeah. But they, they've got some players. They've got some real good athletes over there. Well, I would say about DCAP as well, man, is something I could take away from that Friday night game was, man, they hit. They're not afraid to hit you. That's right. Man, starting off the game, you know, people had the ball and made them uh, put the ball on the ground three times. Now, even though they, they uh, maintained possession – they still put uh, made them just cough it up three times in a row, and you know, I, man, that's the that's some of the best hitting we've seen thus far. Well, and when you're able to make a team, you know, like you said, Pewitt recovered those fumbles. But when you make a team put the ball on the ground, you're increasing your chances of getting that turnover. Yeah, uh, and that, that's the thing with Decab is they put themselves in positions to be successful. Right. Uh, for the most part, they don't get. Put behind the chains very much on offense. They they're not. Um, uh, of course, you're playing Paul Pitt, who's another pounding ground out of that slot team. So I would be interested to see how they do against some of the the more pass heavy teams. You know that kind of test that secondary. But for the most part, from what I've seen, they're not a defense that's going to give up the explosive play. Uh, they're they're going to make you kind of do your thing, and they're going to do their best to contain you and stop those explosive plays. I mean, Pewitt was able to do a few things there early in the ball game, uh, just because Pewitt is good at what they do. Yeah. You know, I understand. They, they haven't won a game yet. Uh, they're, <laughs> what, 0-6 now. Yes. Um, but they're still good at what they do. They're not 0-6 because they can't score. They're 0-6 because they can't stop anybody, which I'll get to that in a minute. But as far as on the decap side of things, uh, even having said that, they didn't give up those explosive plays that we've seen Paul Pitt do uh, against some other very good football teams. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're able to contain a team and you're able to just line up, run the ball right at them, say, here we come, fellas, let's play football, you're going to put yourself in a position to win 75% of your ball game. Right. I mean, it, it's just that's that's how you win football games, and I'll get into that a little bit later on with some of my thoughts on the Cowboys. But but you win ball games by running the ball and playing good defense. Yeah, and well, Pewitt did an outstanding job. You know, one of the best, better games that we've seen since we've been covering them. Um, 
I will say for them, it's but, more... But Kev didn't put the ball in the air. They no, not at second. They, they did once, but that once, was on a blown was play. Yes. And, but, I mean, for for them up front, it looks good. Oh, yeah. I, I worry about their secondary as they go on throughout the season. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Probably won't. But They're, uh, they're right now, I think, except for that fourth spot. You know, and you assume just from history, Prairie Land's probably not very good. Paris Chisholm's not very good. You would assume that they can win those two ball games. Yeah. It's, it, I'll say the same thing about P- Paul Pugh that I do about Pittsburgh. Nobody should go into any football game assuming they're going to win. Yeah, I mean. Not not with that secondary. You've got to assume that you're going to give up a ton of points no matter who you're playing. If they're going to throw the football, mm-hmm. you're, you've got to assume that if we're going to win, we're going to have to score 50 or 60 yeah. points. Well, and, and one of those with, with those kind of teams, you know, is that uh, you have to be disciplined. Um, and Paul Pewitt, they're not disciplined in that in that secondary. You know, they don't stay home when they're supposed to. Uh, it's like uh, we've said this before. It's not. It's like they don't know who they're covering. Yeah. And so one of the best things they can do is be strong up front. And, you know, if there is a pass, be strong up front, get to the quarterback as quick as possible, possible, or else, you know, make him get out of pocket. But other than that, I've seen one of the things that I've seen improve with Paul Pierre that I was also impressed with was that they were very, they were disciplined uh, on, in penalties. Yes. Um, I think they had one penalty all night. Yes. And, and, two penalties. and that was towards the end of the game. And it wasn't – they didn't have any personal foul penalties. No. They were very together uh, – uh, last Friday, and and that's what I noticed and uh, appreciated because I like a team that has respect for their coaches and as well as respect for themselves. And mm-hmm. you know, covering Pew with those these last few games, you know, we haven't seen that a lot. And so last Friday, you know, you know, as we was covering, I said, "Wow, man, this is they're really doing better in in controlling themselves and listening to their coaches and respecting their coaches." And that showed, even though they lost, it showed a, a, a ton. Uh, and just how their effort and their progress throughout the game, um, but man, you know, decap. But that's a good I, football. Yeah, game. I just don't know what to say about decap. There, I mean, something special happening there. But but the problem is now. Here's the problem: they're in a region with Dangerfield. That's decap's problem. Yeah, that yeah. And yeah, and see. you know, having seen what we've seen with Dangerfield, having seen. What I've seen with Decap, I think it could be a very good football game because you expect Decap to line up, run the football. Uh, in the past, I've seen Dangerfield have problems with teams that just lined up, played yeah. smash mouth football. But then at the same time, uh, because Paul Pugh didn't throw the ball, uh, and because we haven't covered any Decap games, and nobody's really tried to just air it out. Even the teams that I've seen play on film, it's not like they've got you know athletic receivers and a great quarterback. That you do see in Dangerfield, right, I think right. that could be the kryptonite. You know, yeah. When you've got all that speed, and now you're giving up those 30, 40 yard plays, you're giving up the explosive plays, and now all of a sudden you've got to answer. The only way to do that is to stay ahead of the change, to just line up and run the football. Right, and and I say that if that'd be a very physical game because both teams are very tough up front. I will say, however, that Dangerfield, as you know, we all know, is a lot faster, yes. and they 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 swarm to the ball really quickly. So mm-hmm. it, it'd be hard to. I don't think Decap would go to the air against them. I think Edwin Mims, who was who's the receiver coach and the DB coach there at Decap, knows yeah. 
very well, you don't want to do that because he's played with Dangerfield. He's an alumni of Dangerfield. So state champion. Yeah, state won state championships with him. So he knows you just don't do that with Dangerfield because he knows the athleticism that they have on that side of the ball. But uh, when it comes to um, being up front, I'm a big I'm a big guy that that loves a good uh, defensive front, and so. When it comes to up front, both teams are very strong, very physical, and so that'll be with a running defense like De- I mean, running offense like Decap has. It will be interesting to see what Dangerfield uh, does. We've seen against Tatum that they are they have improved in their run defense uh, since the past two years, and so to see what they can do against Decap will be uh, very interesting. Uh, but like I said, it's gonna be that'll be a very tough game, interesting game to watch. Uh, but but Dangerfield, man, they, they're just on a different level. They are athleticism, and, and and we'll get to them in just a second. But I did want to give a shout out to the running back from DCAP. His name's Winky Williams. Winky Williams is uh, it? Is it Winky or Ricky? Ricky. It's wrong. On okay. <laughs> I, I thought about that. I was like, no, they said his name is Ricky. Right. Right. Run. Okay. But Ricky Williams, the running back for DCAP, uh, very very oh, talented young yeah. man. But now, again, that's where I think a matchup with Dangerfield would be fun to watch. Points in a football game, you you you're doing something special. Yeah, and what what gets me about that is now not not that the team that knew Diana is, but the team that Dangerfield is. Yeah. Because as we know, they're short in numbers on that on that squad, right? But yet, seventy three points to be able to score that many touchdowns and just play like that for a whole uh, football game. Now, of course, the clock was probably running second half, but. To be able to do that, just like you said, that's something special. Um, their one of their receivers went live on uh, Instagram Friday night after the game, <laughs> and I got to catch a little bit of it. And I, I yeah, I was like 73, 73 to six. That's how y'all feel, you yeah. know, because you don't just beat a team like that and just say, oh, you know, it is what it is. No, you came in with a statement to make. You know, after losing to a team like Timson, who's by the way. Doing great right now, and then center, uh, and then coming back and having two big big wins back to back, and I mean, dude, you just you have to take notice of that if you're any other team coming up against Dangerfield uh, well, this week and the week every, after. They're wanting to put everybody on notice. That, yeah, that is their their thing. We want to put uh, the district on notice. We've done that. We you know we put away Hugh Springs. We put away. Uh, Diana and, and you know I understand those are two squads that are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you you expect 
Hugh Springs to be down there in that fourth spot for the playoffs. You don't expect Diana to be in the scrum uh, for a playoff spot. But, and here's been my argument, you did what you were supposed to do with an inferior football team. Yeah. You smoked them. If you're really a good football team, then you're going to play teams like that and you're going to dominate them. And you're right. going to dominate them of in course. every facet of the football game. Of course. And so, you know, I, I, again, we're going to go back to, well, Diana's not a good football team. Okay, but but you can't pick your district. UIL does that. Yeah. You play whoever they put in front right. of you. And, and with that being the case, you've got to do what you've got to do. And you make your statements by putting up the points and doing what you're supposed to. You're supposed to score 70 points. Well, go out there and do it. You're supposed to put 50 on Hughes Springs. Go out there and do it. Yeah. You know, you, you do what you've got to do to, to better yourself each and every week. Put away these teams early. And, and and stay hungry. Don't let off the gas. Don't let these guys fool around and, and, and score unnecessary points. Put them away. Put the nail in the coffin. And put the district, the rest of the district, put your region on notice that, hey, we are as good as you think we are. Right. And, and we're here to play good football. Yeah. So, that I mean, that that's what I took away from that game against Annie is you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, if you, if you only – Let's say you only score 40 and you allow 20. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. That means that you came in that ball game flat. You came in there. But but Dangerfield has not done that. They didn't come out flat against Hugh Springs. No. They haven't come out flat against Diana. I don't expect them. We're going to be there, uh, and we'll talk about this game in a little bit. But but I don't expect them to uh, come out flat in their ball game this week. I mean, you just don't expect that. Right. And, and so they're doing what they're supposed to do. A team that didn't do what they needed to do if they're going to make a statement that, hey, we're not as bad as you think we are, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, is Pittsburgh, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. But before I do, I don't want to overlook another small smaller school score, and that is Winsboro beating Mount Vernon 28-14. Yeah, man. That was a statement for Winsboro. Now, here's what's impressive. So, for all these years, you know, uh, he's been uh, Josh Finney has been a wing tee guy. We're gonna run up. We're, we're gonna line up. We're gonna you know run the ball right at you. This year he's got a quarterback. He's got some receivers. So he says, let's go five wide. Let's air it out. Do what we got to do. So Matt Vernon's practice it, practice it, practice it. Changes their entire defense to stop the spread. What's Coach Finney do? He comes out, puts a two backs in the backfield, goes wing tee, runs the football right at him for forty eight minutes. I mean, that's what you've got to do. And the ability of those kids that in a week's time, okay, we're going to flip back to what we've done. Mm-hmm. We've done it all year, but we're going to flip back this week and do it, and we're just going to you know, line up and run the football at you. That's something special. Yeah. That's putting your team in a position to be very, very dangerous. Because now, uh, if you're looking at Winsboro and you're preparing for Winsboro, you've got to know, okay, they may throw for 400 yards, and we're going to have to play quarters defense and back everybody up. Or if we do that and we give him a run lane, he may line up in that wing T look and, and just mash on us. Right. You know, for 48 minutes. That I thought that that was a great win. You finally get the monkey off your back. You beat Mount Vernon. Right. Uh, and you now I understand Mount Vernon no longer has a starting quarterback. That they're missing a safety. I understand all those things. And but listen, here's this is Texas high school football. Texas high school football is all about next man up. There are no excuses. Right. You understand when you sign up to play football, you might get hurt. You understand as a coach, 
my players, I may not have my full squad healthy all the time, all season long. That that means you've got to prepare your twos that you may become a one at any moment, and we're right. going to have to win district ball games. Right. So I don't want to hear these excuses about, well, Mount Vernon's missing this and Mount Vernon's missing that. Yeah. There are no excuses. You're in this district. You have to play these people, and you can't just say, well, there goes the season. You've got to be able to compete. Now, they did. I mean, it's a two-touchdown ball game. But still, I thought it was, it spoke more about how far Winsboro has come. You know, Coach Finney has kind of instilled them. We're going to play tough. We're not going to be an easy out. You're not just going to come in here and beat the mess out of us. That's not going to happen. And now it's starting to translate into just we're going to win the football game. You know, yeah. you're going to come in here and we're going to beat you, and we're going to we're going to stay hungry and we're going to do what we've got to do. I thought yeah. that was impressive. Yeah. Um, like I said, big win for that was that's a rivalry also. Oh that's yeah, a rivalry they, also. they don't like each other. Um, really don't. Yeah, that's because. Danny hates Malvern. He can't stand him. Uh, but there's one thing that I will say about Winsboro, and I will give them, I will commend them for it, is being able to line up and and go back to your old style offense mm-hmm. and win like that. That was impressive. Like man, not a lot of teams are able to do that. So that's showing that you know they're a dual threat now. Yes. And uh, I man, I give you, I commend Coach Finney for uh, preparing his boys like. That takes a lot of resilience, yeah. Because I'm sure it didn't make sense at the beginning of the week. Say what now? Why would we go back? We've been we've been doing so well with what the offense that we're in now. Why would we go back? And it, it, it takes the wisdom and the the knowledge to be able to know. Okay, they're already preparing for us to be able we to cover and take care of what we do best. Mm-hmm. Let's hit them off and let's knock them off guard. Let's catch them off guard and. and Go right at him. And if you're Mount Vernon, make some dead gun defensive adjustments. Yeah, I, but I, I, I did. I, I watched some of the film. I do not understand that. But hey, look, you are giving Finney gaps that are on my. Yeah. I could have driven uh, an eighteen wheeler and a mule train through some of the but gaps. It, it, so if that that being the case, because I watched a little bit of the of the films too, is that defense was stunned. Oh, I know. Because when you they did you, not see you that know, coming. When you prepare. For a pass offense, you're preparing to play man or zone. Oh yeah, you know. So your eyes are looking every which way. You're, and then when that happens, when you go, okay, we're prepared for for a pass offense, but then you go and oh, bam, they're running the ball twenty yards pop or whatever. Now your kids are stunned. Like man, we didn't prepare. We ain't, you know, even though defensive coach was like, hey, you guys need to do this. In the mind, in their mind, it's like. They're good at doing this. We didn't yeah. prepare for this. Right. We don't know. We know you're telling us, but we are not sure how we're going to stop this and how we're going to be successful. Be successful at stopping this. And, and Winsboro did coach, that great. You've got to call a timeout there. You you got to get your boys together. Yeah. And you got to say, listen. I know we haven't worked on this all week, but we're going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And that's why you've always got to have a base package. You may not can get fancy with it, you know. Or, you know, I'm not saying all of a sudden you're going to run, you know, corner blitzes and all that mess. I'm not saying get fancy, but I am saying you got to have a base package that if if a team does this, this, or this, right, we've got some sort of an answer to stop the bleeding. Mount Vernon didn't have an answer. Yeah, they, they looked at it and said, "This is what we're going to try. We're going to do the best we can." But why would you change your whole defense? I mean, you just. Uh, you went and and 
prepared for this, not knowing, and that's why I say it takes wisdom and uh, and freaking smarts and knowledge to be able uh, for Finney to be able to say, "We, I know what you're doing, so this is what yeah. I'm going to do." Yeah, and I, I just don't understand. Like, why would you do? You didn't prepare at all for what could have happened. You prepared for what you thought would happen. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. To me, that that game was more of a failure on the Mount Vernon coaching staff to put their kids in the best position that they possibly could in order to be ready to the best of their ability for anything that might happen in that ball game. And you had to know that he had that all year, but you've got kids that ran that offense two or three years right. in high school and in junior high and JV. So they, it's not like you just lose that. You know, There are some things that you innately just know how to do out of that offense. So you had to know that was a possibility. Right. You know, now, again, it's not like you're playing Carthage and who might come out in 20 different formations at any point in the ball game and all that. I'm not talking about that. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But uh, especially in that ball game, and you, you've got to know it if you're the Mount Vernon staff, that Finney's going to pull out all the stops. He knows he's got to go through Mount Vernon to win the district. He knows he has to win that football game. It's at his place, so he, he's got them where he wants them. You had to know that he's going to do whatever it takes to win that ball game. And, and I just didn't understand that. Another rivalry game that went on this last weekend in high school football was Tatum and Gladewater. Always a slugfest. Tatum wins that one 28-22. And Coach um, over there in Tatum, Leeds Wascombe Coach Whitney Keeling, has put them in a position now to be very successful. Uh, It looks like you're going to win that district. And now you're you're getting back to the old Tatum. You're, You're instilling that mindset that Tatum is on the field. We are in the building. You have to go through us. Now now it's time to line up and play Smash Mouth football. I mean, just props to Coach Keeling and his ability to install that offense, get it going right out the gate. I mean, they're putting up points. Uh, it appears that they've made some adjustments now uh, on defense to be able to stop some people, not give up as many points. And you're seeing it on the field, some success yeah. there. Um, that's you know, great for Tatum, but, man, Gladewater sure is struggling. Well, Gladewater had decided, so every week Gladewater's come out in a different offensive set. That's, they that's have yet bad, to decide man. what scheme that they want to run out of. Wow. I, I, I don't understand it, uh, what's going on over there. I don't know why you would ever do that. You know, find who you are as a staff, make a decision, say this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Stick with it. You may not win ball games out the gate, but begin to prepare. If you know, because this is you know your first year's head coach, do what you got to do to win football games. Yeah, uh, and I, I just don't understand, but that's what they've chosen to do. I think it's trouble over there in Gladewater. I, I I don't expect them. I mean, you know, now you're reeling. You've lost, you know, the the big game. Now you've got to salvage the rest of your season, <laughs> and you've got to convince your kids. Okay. We've got to put ourselves in a position to be successful. Right. Well, it's just like you said. Pick an offense and stick with it. Pick what. Figure out what you're going to do. What works best for you as coaches and for and as a, as for your players as a team, and stick with it. Um, because it, what they're doing right now, and I haven't been following much 
of Glaywater. I just noticed, you know, the games that they played that they've struggled. Um, so so far they've gone slot team, wing team, power. So that's eye, not going to work. Eye, spread, and then they ran kind of a pro set this past uh, weekend where they went four wide, one back in the backfield, quarterback under center. What are you I, I, doing? I don't, I don't know that they've determined. I, I don't know if it's that you know you've got all these kids and you can't figure it out. I, I, I really don't understand it. Uh, but I, you know, figure out what you want to do. Figure out your identity. That's get not, after. Yeah. It. Whatever that's going to be. That's so not, throw the ball, run the ball, whatever. Right. Do what you've got to do. But but I, if you're a Glaywater fan, uh, I don't know what to tell you other than you need to figure out your coach, yeah. your, your staff needs to figure out what they're going to do on offense. Uh, so I, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to go ahead and get to this game. Pittsburgh beats North Lamar. It's their homecoming. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's homecoming. They win the game thirty-one to twelve, but the game was ten to six at half. Yeah, there is nothing to feel good about in that football game. Mm, no, okay. So I made a decision. Now I can choose to be positive, and I will say this about about Pittsburgh. But I'm going to say this about North Lamar. Because I watched some North film. North is better. I, yeah, I've watched some film, yeah. some highlights. North Lamar is better. From that game. And North Lamar, uh, they are better. They get, they've got more players than what they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this about North Lamar is that if they stick with what they're doing, um, they will be a team to reckon, uh, a force to be reckoned with uh, in the next year or two. They're running the wing team well. Yeah. You know, they're well, just having to get some things so down. So what... What caught them um, with, I mean, let's just say this. What caught Pittsburgh off guard is they have a really good football, uh, really good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, number three. He, he, the guy, he's he's short, but he's stout. That kid's a good player. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's a, you know. And so, stopping him was hard enough, you know. Um but this is what clicked with Pittsburgh in the second half <clears throat> is that they're blocking. They're blocking up front and then their defense uh, in the secondary. Uh, I don't know what Abram said to them. Now, it was still 31 to 12. Yeah. I don't know what, but they still put up 21, three, 21 more points. Yeah. I don't know what Abram said to them in the second half. And after and you know at halftime, but I will say that their secondary played a lot better, and and their tackling was a lot better than the weeks prior. Now you would say, of course, it's North Lamar, but this is a better North Lamar team than last year. It is a, a better North Lamar team, but compared to who you have to play in the rest of district, yeah. Well, you know, you gotta win that yeah. game by a comfortable yeah. margin. And, uh, you know, I said the same thing by watching it. And I was like, man, you know, when they get to Gilmer, Gilmer's going to run through them. Like, you know what like, I Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, when that game comes, that game comes. You know, we'll be at that game. We'll cover it. I, I don't, don't know what will happen. But I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a tough game because Gilmer's fast. They're physical. And they're, they're just very good at what they do. And so you have to be very disciplined in order to hang in there with Gilmer, let alone Pleasant Grove coming up this week. Yeah, you we'll know? get to that matchup yeah. in a minute. But, and like I said, I, I'm going to choose to be positive for Pittsburgh. 
you know, this week. Well, I'm not being negative, yeah. but I, I analyze, our yeah. job here well, is to analyze. And, 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 and given the last two years score against President, I'm not President, uh, North, North Lamar, you know, uh, 2020, they beat him 61-0. And Last, that was probably the worst team in Pittsburgh history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, bar none. Yeah. Uh, but, and then after, last year, you beat them big. I can't remember what the score was, but you beat them big last year. It was 50 points. Yeah, 50. Time. Yeah. And so, and then you get to this year. And so, it's not it's not about what Pittsburgh didn't do, but it's all about what North Lamar did. And so, like I said, Pittsburgh got better in, in, in their secondary. Uh, they gained a player. Um this week, mm-hmm. um, who came back and played like he never left. I don't know how you do that, but um, they got better in tackling forms. They got better in just all around, just how knowing and figuring out how to stop uh, that that running back because that running back was if if they hadn't figured figured anything out, he was going to get ten to twenty yards a carry because he was just that hard to bring down. But I, I say moving moving forward. You take what you gained from this game and you try to implement it into the game against Pleasant Grove this week, you know? Yeah. But North Lamar, you know, we were expecting them, well, kind of. It, it should have been a bigger score. And I remember telling, yeah. you know, it, it should have been a bigger score. Uh, 31 points, for me personally, that's not a comfortable score considering what it could have been or should have been. Should have been. Uh, it wasn't a comfortable score with me, but a win is a win. But... Also, with this win, you have to take what you gained and what you need to improve on and pull it into this week against Pleasant Grove because you're going to be going into Pleasant Grove, and that's a tough crowd. Well, at least on the bright side, you're not going to go over. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guarantee yourself not to go over. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you set yourself up there. To at least go one and yeah. nine. But let me, I will say this. I, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, their offensive line, because I've seen some of the guys North Lamar had. Mm-hmm. They're a lot bigger than that. I don't are. know what the heck yeah. they did over the summer they, 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 or they in the offseason. I, I think it's a combination of North Lamar being better and, and Pittsburgh not being as good as far as why yeah. the score was well, what it was. But Pitt, uh, North Lamar has put in the work. You can tell that they're starting to recruit kids down to come in and play football that maybe in years past didn't play football. Uh, and he's starting to generate some excitement. Yeah, and well, I would say that it, Pittsburgh offensive line looked a lot better than what it has these the last five weeks, the prior five weeks. Uh, the blocking looked a lot more better, uh, well put together and executed. Mm-hmm. Um, physical up front, the running backs were able to get some holes and, and hit them. Uh, and so I would say I, I commend them on that because that's something that you know as I've been watching. The, the highlights and film on it, you know, I like they're struggling. But this week, uh, they did better uh, in being more together and uh, completing their assignments and, mm-hmm. and following through with it. So that was another plus. It's just something that they're going to have to take throughout the remainder of this district uh, and seeing that it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. You got Pleasant Grove, and then you got uh, Spring Hill. I, I still predict two and eight. Two and eight? That's my prediction. You would think that they're—I mean, I—I don't—you—you you would think that they're going to be able to beat Spring Hill. Spring Hill, I mean, hadn't put up much of a fight, but yeah. Well, if it, they don't beat Spring Hill, they're going to want to. Yeah. Die. And what I—and we've said this numerous of times. 
is it's nothing other than the lack the lack of speed thereof. The lack thereof there is it's it's nothing that to say they can't do anything physically. It's just that man, these the kids are mentally I don't know what it is. Because we've seen last year in the last year's team, they were mentally strong. They got better each week. You haven't seen that in this No, and, and that's what I'm looking for in this team is that they their mental state is stronger or it gets better. So that then you can go on and say and have a guarantee and say, okay, we're going to beat this team and this team. We may not beat this team, but we're going to at least give it a, give it a game. You know, we're going to at least uh, make it a good game. And that's what I'm not seeing, but that's what I want to see out of them is that they get mentally strong as a team and better that way. Uh, because this, you know, you got seniors, 20-some seniors. So you have a lot of sophomores and juniors, and then you have more moving up. So the, 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 the topic and the object objective is to get mentally strong. You're physically there. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be mentally there. And right now... Your your mentality isn't matching your physic uh your physicalness like it, it's not they're not meeting in the middle nowhere no not, and not so that. that's what you have to work on because you can be strong as a as a buck or an ox but if you're not mentally strong you can get taken down every time oh yeah so talking about the rest of the district Yelmer beats Pleasant Grove uh thirty five to fourteen uh huh. Uh, they, they did what they should have done there. Yeah. Uh, because Pleasant Grove is still going to run the football, still going to eat up some clock. But, but I mean, Kilmer in all facets was faster, bigger, more athletic. I mean, they, they did what they were supposed to do. They win that ball game uh, handily. Uh, then you've got Liberty Ilo over uh, Spring Hill, uh, 40-28. to 28. And, again, Liberty Ilo did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you've got to play whoever is in front of you. Uh, I, I go back to that. And that, to me, is what's so alarming about this district, if you're Pittsburgh, is that the rest of districts doing what you would expect them to do. Yeah. You know, the, the teams that you expect to be better are winning, and they're winning handily. Yeah. Uh, there's clearly, it's giving everybody else. Uh, you know, I, I think I think personally that Pleasant Grove and Liberty Allo has the potential to be a very good ball game. Yeah. I, I don't know that you can for sure say that Pleasant Grove is going to win that ball game. Uh, and, and I really believe, uh, as I stated earlier, that Coach Gibson's time in Pleasant Grove is running short. I don't I don't think that the, that's a long window for him there. But having said that, you would expect that that's probably going to be a good football game. So it's Gilmer and the rest of the district. Yeah, but to me, just based off of the film I've seen and 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 just the size difference and the speed there, it's Gilmer and everybody else, and then it's Pittsburgh and Liberty Isle. I, I mean, uh, Pleasant Grove and Liberty Isle, and then there's a gap, and then it's Pittsburgh and Spring Hill, and then there's North Lamar. Yeah, like I, I even see a gap between two and three in the fourth team, you know, and that's what you kind of hate to see because then you're you know. If you're one of those teams fighting for that fourth spot, you're looking at the two and three teams going, they're better than we are. Yeah. I mean, across the board, they're better. 
And, and so your mentality has got to be, we just can't get blown out. Right. Like, we've got well, to compete in those mall games. Unpleasant growth. Uh, Liberty Allo, they're one of those teams where they're tricky. You never know what they're going to do um, each season. You don't know if they're going to be good or they're going to be bad. You know, they obviously have the players and the athletes. Mm-hmm. But year in, year out, it's, it's not consistent. Yeah. So so this year it looks like they're a good Liberty Allo team. Last year it wasn't so. Now they they competed in some games, um, but I don't know if it just wasn't clicking with them last year. But this year it seems that they've gotten it together and figured out what they're doing, and they're winning ball games. But they they've just always been that team to look out for. Yeah. You know, you could never really downplay them. Uh, and, and in this district, like you said, it's always been Gilmer and everybody else. And then Pleasant Grove had a strong two. But this year, it looks like Liberty Allo and Pleasant Grove, it's between those two. And then you've got that big gap between those two and Spring, everything yeah. the leftovers. And, and I don't know about uh, uh, Spring Hill. You know, they're running out of a new offense. And so they, they seem to have somewhat something going. But it, it, it's it, you can tell it's it's not fully baked. Yeah, it's it, not done yet. No, so, it's still slowly yeah, there for them. It, and so you know, uh, I want to see how they do against Pittsburgh because I, yeah. that's the winnable game for you. You know, yeah. if you're looking at it, North Lamar's a winnable game, and you if you're uh, Spring Hill, you have to believe that Pittsburgh's winnable, yeah. winnable game for you. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it's all about mentality at this point for those three bottom teams. I mean. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, North Lamar played the one team that they could have beat Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. like, honestly, well, I, I think honestly, yeah, I think it'll be a, a good game with them. Will be against uh, Spring Hill. That that is a possibility to be. Yeah, a good and game. I, I wouldn't be shocked if North Lamar comes out on top in that game. I would not yeah. be shocked at all. So then, well, uh, no, because then you would still have the tiebreaker yeah. over them if you're Pittsburgh. So. Uh, let's see. Carthage again over Camp 49 nothing, But we have to include them in this show because it's a powerhouse school. And Longview over 40, 46 to 7. Uh, so some impressive wins by some big giants. Longview's different, man. I mean, good. Longview's man. different. Carthage is different. Man, Carthage is Carthage. I'm tired of saying that. Carthage is Carthage. But goodness, man. Canton, come on. Couldn't even put up nothing. Now, in Canton's defense, nobody scored on the starting defense yet. That starting defense hasn't given up any points. Wait a minute. Wait, well, hold on. Until this past week, right? Well, that wasn't the starters. Who was Canton? Well, no, Canton didn't score. Wait, okay, who are you talking about? Carthage. Oh, you no, said Carthage. I said in defense of Canton, nobody has scored on Carthage's starting defense yet. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. In yeah. fact, Marshall, who's averaging like 30 points a game, only got two first downs. <laughs> like, they couldn't even move the football. I mean. Carthage is a different man. That's a different total. And everybody back. thought that the, that the defense may be the question mark for that football team. That's the ironic thing. If everybody was worried about some, some guys that they lost on defense. Why would that ever be the question? We've seen them up close. Well, that ain't a question at all. But I mean, you know, it's some younger cats out there. What <laughs> man? Young? Yeah. They're like grown men. Like well, I know. third year college players out there, first man. year. That's their first time starting. It's not starting. even fair, man. 
if listen, if you're in East Texas and you ain't ever seen Carthage Bulldogs game, yes, you gotta see their offense and their de- their defense is humongous. Oh yeah, like come on, they 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 are the men. They drive themselves to the <laughs> game, like they drive the bus yes. to the game. I mean, and they stop and get their chin to back yeah. on the way too. The coach, the coaches load their stuff for them. It's like, yeah. hand them the keys. <laughs> Where are we going this week? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the, don't go on your business trip. Because we'll I, re- I remember sit, uh, standing on the sideline when they played Pittsburgh and saying, that that don't even look like a 4A. That's a 4A Division two team. And they look like a college program. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? And the sideline did, too. Oh, I know. I mean, the whole setup over there is exactly what you They're expect. professional in what they do, man. But kudos to Carthage, man. Keep doing you. Keep 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 playing big, um, winning big, and Coach Scott Surratt, man, you go down as a legend in Texas, East Texas, the state of Texas. State of Texas, I mean, Texas High still look like your offense in Carthage. I mean, I don't do, know. do what you're doing, man. Don't keep stop it going. All right, so let's look at the the week up coming. Got some games here. We're gonna be at Dangerfield and EF uh, in yes, Dangerfield. It's Dangerfield's sir. homecoming. I am excited. That was a matchup that for years was a pretty good matchup. EF falling off the face of the earth. Not very good. So I expect Dangerfield to dominate, yeah. put up some points. But I am ready to put some eyes on that offense again and see what they've kind of cleaned up yeah. uh, and, and how they're ready to attack the rest of their schedule. Yeah, We've come quite known in that area, man, because uh, we've been either, whether it's in Peewood or in Dangerfield, we've been yeah, in they, between there. They actually kind of know us. Like, oh, yeah. we know you guys. Yeah, those, the girls look out. Those are their guys. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, Dangerfield, like I said before, I have family there. So, a lot of those people know, have seen my face, and they know my family. Say, hey, I saw your nephew or whatever. Like, so, you know, that's, that's big. And then last week with Coach uh, Edwin Mims, you know, I, me and him known each other since we were kids. We share the same uh, aunt and uncle. You know, my uncle married his aunt. And so, kind of like family in some sense. But, I mean, man, I'm excited. Kind of like family. No, that makes your cousin. In a sense, not like blood related, I guess you would say. My uncle married his aunt, so we're like, like I said, I like married his aunt. Yeah, his aunt, his aunt. So his aunt is your aunt. Yes. Yeah, your cousins. But okay, my uncle, which is my dad's brother, married his aunt. Right, he's her nephew. And you're her nephew. Yes, but through marriage. Okay. Cousins by marriage, and your point. I never looked at it that way. And your cousins. Okay. Anyways, so okay, we're cousins, family. So yeah. Well, anyway, I never looked at it that way. But anyway, so yeah, it, it it's we're we we're well known in that area. Uh, also in Mount Pleasant, um, they those kids know. Yeah, they started to pick up on us. Um, Pittsburgh's the only one. Pittsburgh's the only one. Uh, they know us, but they don't. No, us on the business side. That's of their problem. Yeah, but anyway, so That's yeah, I mean, if they want if they want to know us, know us. When's ball game? Twelve. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, so, um, so yeah, I'm excited, just like you are. I'm ready to see this offense, uh, th- this this fast offense, man. I'm ready to see what they got. Um, I want to see the change in mentality. You know, how, yeah. how did you kick it up a notch and get after? It? Yeah. Let's see. You got Paul Pewitt versus New Boston. Um. They, hey, did you see? Okay, I didn't tell you this before you get started. There were some new Boston kids at that game this past week. Uh huh. I saw yeah. that. 
Because I was like, why is New Boston here now? I know why. They were scouting. They were checking they, it they out. They wanted to see it. Yeah. They yeah. had a... They, they had to like what they saw. Like, we can beat these guys. And we can't beat those guys. We can't beat those guys. Yeah. But we can beat those. Uh, you know, I, I don't, Coach Dorsey's job probably on the line here. He won a football game. That's bad. Yeah. And, and against teams that you should have beat, beat, especially Redwater, you know, that was a, you, a you, for sure yeah, win. Yeah, that, that should have been a win in your back pocket. There should yeah. have been no question. And you couldn't win that ball game. Uh, so so, just do what you got to do. Stay in mode. Yeah. Stop somebody. He was down in the numbers too. Yeah, that that's hard to watch. It is. Uh, I mean, not not. I, I'm not saying that the football's hard to watch. I'm saying it's hard to see Paul Pewitt with so many people just not playing football. Yeah. So well, play. yeah. You know, UIL rules, grades, and everything, and I think that was a big thing that, that hurt them uh, for the last three weeks. Um, and so, you know, th- it was hard to watch with, with Pewitt. You know, they I counted 19, maybe maybe 20 kids that took the field that game. And then they, and then they during that game, two, two they had go two out. go out. One of uh, them with a concussion. And then one with and a broken with head. Bro- yeah. And so, it's... <laughs> It's it's looking tough over there in Pewitt, but I I, I I wish them the best moving forward. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got uh, we've kind of talked about this already. You got Pittsburgh at at Pleasant Grove at Pleasant going Grove, to the Grove. Their homecoming, I think, right? Yeah, it's Pleasant Grove's homecoming. Yeah. Oh uh, man. I you know we went to that game last year, right? And should have won that ball. Game. Yeah, yeah, really, really should. But have this year game. is it's not. Last year, I I'm glad we're not covering that game. I do not like Pleasant Grove's fans. I, I'm not a big big fan of their fans. Uh, or if their you're Pleasant Grove, and listening to this, we still would like to one day. Yeah, cover you. The team, not the fans. This, the, the, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, don't ban us. Yeah, but um, choose some better refs. That's all I say. Whoa! But, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The refs are horrible. You know, I don't know how that they was some poor officiating. Yeah, it was very poor officiating. But, but you gotta hope that you don't have the same crew. Yeah, I, for Pittsburgh's sake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, that's a that's a almost it used to be almost a rivalry until Pleasant Grove got good. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. I mean, black and gold. But um. I don't know what else to say about this game other than, you know. I've said all I can say yeah, about Pittsburgh. Okay? Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's nothing else it's the I same, can say. It's the same thing it's every week. It's the same thing every week. Yeah. There are no changes. That's why, I, that's why I chose to be positive against them this week and pick out the positive. Cherry pick the positive things rather than the negative yeah, things. Yeah, but you there. had to really cherry pick. Yeah, there's a couple of them. But, you know, I, I Pittsburgh, man, like I said last week, Prove us wrong. If you can, prove us wrong. You can't, but you can yeah. try. Uh, let's see here. You've got Liberty Ilo at Gilmer. I think that that's got the potential to be a sneaky good game. You expect you want to win. Yeah. But I think that that's got the potential to be a sneaky good game. Yeah, well, the crazy thing about Gilmer is you don't know who to contain. Like They've got a bunch of athletes. Yeah, like you, you contain one player, you got freaking... Six others, you know, yeah. well, four or five others rather. 
and if you get to the quarterback, you still got to worry about dumping the ball off to the running back or to throwing it downfield to one of the receivers. And it's like, man, you can drop eight, but then you got to worry about all the running it's, it's, lanes. Yeah, it's yeah. excessive over there in Gilmer, man. Well, and the other thing that you have to consider here is that really and truly. And this is why, if you're Liberty Idol, you can't get two down if you lose this ball game. Unless, barring some, I mean, just weird phenomenon, the region is between Gilmer and Carthage. Period. Of course. Of course. Uh, you know, and yeah. so it, it's just one of the, you know, and you hate to feel that way, but it, it, that's the truth. It's fact. The 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 rest of the the region is just playing to make the playoffs. But you you go into it knowing the farthest we're going to make it is the fourth round. Period. Yeah. For the last decade, it's been Gilmer and Carthage. Well, then you've had Pleasant Grove. Well, Pleasant Grove that's only been for a a, 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 a season. Gra- yeah, a grain of sand compared to that the, those yeah, two boulders. Oh yeah, you know and. Even then, when Pleasant Grove was winning, and they were good back-to-back state championships, Carthage wasn't even in the ring. No, it wasn't and, like it. And Gilmer was still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and so I mean, now Gilmer's back on top, and Pleasant Grove's kind of declining. Carthage is still what Carthage is. So yeah, it's it's always been Carthage and and Gilmer. You know, but that's this why year it's just so obvious. Yeah, it, it's like there's <laughs> not a close. Yeah. It, but, Second or third. Gilmer's so freaking fast, man. I, I, it, I mean, this is... The only way Danger... That, uh, if Dangerfield and Gilmer would have renewed that rivalry against them again, it would be a good game because I have the speed. Yeah, but number It would be the same. Yeah, numbers. The that's the only reason why Dangerfield would lose. Yeah, yeah you'd it's the only reason why Dangerfield would lose because of numbers. But Gilmer's so freaking fast, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, goodness. Out yeah. the backfield, quarterback to the running back, then your receivers. I... That, that's a good football team, man. And again, I'll say that Coach Tommy Edwards, I mean, he has come in there and made a formidable defense in Gilmer that we have never seen before. You know, the joke always was that Gilmer may, may score 70, but they're going to give up at least 60. Yeah. You know, and they're going to bet on their quarterback late in the game. And their receivers lately came to make an explosive play and win the ball game. Now, that's not the case. They're going to stop you and then they're going to turn around and score in two or three yeah. plays. I mean, that, that to me, has been the, the biggest step forward for Gilmer. Yeah. Has been, you know, as Coach Metzel has taken over as the head coach and then you had Coach Barr retire uh, from being the defensive coordinator. He comes off staff. Coach Metzel makes uh, Coach Edwards his defensive coordinator. I mean, at the snap of a finger, you saw... A different mentality yeah. out of Gilmer. And all of a sudden, they're wanting to stop yeah. you. They want to hit you. They want to hurt you. One of those things that helped them do that is that they beefed up their front. I Big mean, and, and adding Aaron Bell from Harmony, that that made matters better for them. because yeah, you know, their linebacker position. Yeah, I, he, he's a physical player. And then you have one returning player, I think, at number 44. Or maybe, I think, that he's a returner. If yeah, he's a, a returner, yeah. And so... He's a physical guy out there on the edge, man. And so, them being physical up front, it's like I said before, I love a, a great defensive front. Them being, being physical up front is what made 
the secondary so good because if they put pressure on that quarterback, yeah, it's that secondary gets picks, mm-hmm. pass breakups, and now just top of that that they're good cover covering. You know, they're good at covering. But, but yeah, they don't bust coverages on no, the backside at all. And so, very disciplined team, and you know, big ups to the, the coach Edwards. Uh, I look forward to seeing. I don't know whether it's going to be Carthage or Gilmer. It very may well be Carthage. But I'm I'm ready to see that football game. I yeah. think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna be as lopsided as it's been in years past. Me I'll neither. Me neither. Uh then of course to finish out that district you've got uh Spring Hill playing North Lamar. Battle for fourth. Or well no, battle for fifth. Wait, possibly. Spring Hill playing North I thought they just played North Lamar. Who did North Lamar just play? Pittsburgh. Oh. Spring Hill North Lamar. I was thinking Liberty Island, my bad. Spring Hill North Lamar. Oh boy. Spring Hill North Lamar. Spring Hill North Lamar. Battle for fifth. Battle. For, you just said fourth. I meant fifth. Oh well. Possibly fourth. I yeah. Mean, battle for yeah. Mm. Imagine that. It's like, now I'm going to be worse than you. No, <laughs> yeah, like it's, be it's, worse than, <laughs> and, then, and then you still got Pittsburgh saying, "Well, we might be worse than both of you." Like. It, it, those, I'm telling you, this is the strangest. Yeah, this is, is the strangest out of all districts. This is the strangest because the gap in that district is is. is I mean, it, it's illegal. <laughs> the gap in that district <laughs> is illegal. <laughs> we wish Gilmer wasn't. Dangerfield's district's the same way. It's like Dangerfield and everybody else. Yeah, but in Dangerfield, it's just Dangerfield. Even even the second team, it's Dangerfield and a huge gap. Yeah, everybody else. But Here it it's a, just it's Pleasant Grove. I mean, Gilmore, Pleasant Grove, and, oh, the, the Island, Island. and then you've got the Slappies. Yeah, this. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And then three teams. Yeah. Who's going to be worse? Uh, let's see. And then Winsboro's got to bounce back, win that big game. Now you got to play Pottsboro in Pottsboro. Uh, that's always a, a good time. Uh, great atmosphere over there. So you got to go win that ball game. You want to win that district? Yeah. You got to win that ball game. They're crazy. Uh, let's move on to college. We're going to start off with a close game. Alabama A&M. That's a disappointment. I hated I hated that score. I, I was okay, mad. Understand. I understand. Haynes King. So, Haynes King from Longview gets the start at A&M. But, you know, everybody wanted Jimbo to have to take his medicine. Just take it in the rear, right? Didn't happen. But... You have to also understand, Alabama had to play without Bryce Young. If Bryce Young's in that ball game, it's a whole different. Game. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Had to play without your start. Yeah, you're right. You, you, that's. I didn't take that. I didn't factor that into the equation. When I, I cause when I saw that score, I'm like, you, what? You played without your Heisman winner. Yeah, and it's, it, so I'm still disappointed in the score. Because I'm thinking, what does that say about Alabama, or what does that say about a You can't beat Appalachian State. Okay. You can compete with Alabama. The number but one team. again, you had to understand, you're competing against a crippled Alabama. Now, I understand. It, what I said earlier still seems true. It's next man up, you got to win ball games. Somebody's going to make an excuse for Coach Saban, including himself. He didn't make an excuse. But... Bryce Young is the most explosive player on that offense, period, bar none. Yes, I agree. So what Alabama did was they went back to their roots. We're not going to score a bunch, but we're not going to let you score. And they won the football game. I'm guessing they – because I didn't get to watch that game. I kept up through it 
uh, with it through the score. I watched the very end. I was able to catch the end of it. But I'm guessing they ran a lot. They did. They ran the football very well. They played yeah, good right. defense. Ran out the clock. Oh, yeah. Made yes. A&M play football. I mean... Uh, when I saw that score, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, but it that was more about... Yeah, I don't know who I was more disappointed in. <laughs> I don't know if I was disappointed in A&M because I figured, you know, how in the heck can you do this? But you can't be Appalachian State. You barely beat uh, Miami. Uh, and, and then you turn around and you lost to... Um, who did they play? You lost to, uh, was it Kansas? Or Kansas? Yeah. What? The, I know Oklahoma lost to Kansas. Who did? I mean, either way, you don't have a good season right now. Yeah, look it up because <laughs> this score. I think it may have been Kansas State. I'm going to look this up. Because you're right. They're like in the midst of a bad season. Um, I didn't even know LSU was 4-1. and one. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about them in a minute. That's but you shocking. lost to Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State. 42-24. Now, Mississippi State's a good football team. They're rolling now. Yeah, they, they're rolling. Yeah, they're going to score. Yeah. But still, I mean, <laughs> you lose to them big, and then you come up come around and put 20 points up against. You make it a game against Alabama. Let's just, let's just say that. You make it a game. Yeah, but. Alabama, yes, they was missing Bryce Young. And they still stopped you. Yeah, but. They still won the ball game. It was a horrible game. Disappointment. What? No, it was a good football game. It was disappointment. Because it was a disappointment for everybody who expected Alabama to just beat A and M by fifty. Of course, it should. But this is what Nick Saban <laughs> preaches every single year. Hey, they're still a Division One football team. Like, yeah, I mean, I agree, but still, that's still a Division One quarterback. That's still Division One players. Yeah, you've still got a, a great head coach. Well. Seeming great head coach in him. Yeah, I, I will still say Alabama's the better team. They're the better team overall. Alabama is the better team. And I, I don't know what the heck I have. I don't know. A&M is A&M just A&Ming A&M A&M right now. You know, just, you, you've got to finish out the season if you're going to figure out who you are if you're at Texas yeah. A&M. All right. On another Texas team, you're Longhorn. Yoo-hoo! Well, I'll so tell you, Longhorns. Gig'em. No, I'm sorry. Wrong wow, one. what Welcome. a... We were just talking about Texas A&M. I know, but I mean, you've got some Longhorn fans ready to disown you, man. I'm sorry, guys. That's All terrible. Right. Hook them horns. You fraud. <laughs> you, <laughs> Hook them horns. Deep down, you have a love for the Aggies and Jimbo. But, okay, so, no, no way. Uh, yes, you do. I will say this. You I was, listen, when he was yelling at me. I was, I, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> he was He was hurt. Probably was hurt. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but <laughs> first I said, "Bro, man, that hurt in years." But anyways, man, I was just—I was at all watching that game. I—I I, I at least thought, like I told you, I thought Oklahoma would fight back. They didn't. Yeah, they just—I mean, I don't even know if they quit. I don't know what they did, but it's like they couldn't figure so that, out anything on offense. Let's go ahead and put the score out there: forty-nine nothing. Forty-nine nothing. Two things. Two two big takeaways. From that football game. Number one, Texas is is leaps and bounds better than they were last year. They are definitely trending in the right direction. Yes. Quinn Ewers is a, a, a legitimate Division One quarterback. Actually, three takeaways that, to talk about. Number one, Quinn Ewers is a legitimate Division One quarterback. Yes. He's showing why he is is or was the number one recruit 
two years ago. Number two, Archbishop's probably not going to go to UT. Because of Quinn Ewers. Because you can't tell Quinn Ewers he's not the starter and you're not going to bench Archbishop. Not going to happen. Okay. Well, I'll get back to that. Why would... Why would Arch Manning go somewhere where he's not going to start when he can start at Georgia and he can start at Alabama? You're right. That is very true. But do you do you, do you expect what is Bryce Young? Is this his sophomore season? Uh, he's going to the draft. He's already said that. Okay, he's going to the draft. Yep. Because he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Clearly, like yeah, somebody's going to need him at quarterback. Yeah, and 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 yeah, okay, yes. Um, but this is the thing. Okay, so. We say that we can't see, or why would he stay committed to uh, UT. UT when he can go and start at Alabama or Georgia, heck, maybe even Ole Miss uh, or LSU? Why would well, he stay? I, I, no, I wouldn't go to LSU. You couldn't pay me enough money to go play for Brian Kelly. I'm not talking about that in a minute. That's a joke. <laughs> but I, I, okay, I, I listen, agree. Listen, I agree. we're in the college part of our show. I have some beef. Yeah, I agree. I have some serious beef with the 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 the, the trend in the NCAA. Yeah, but it will be a mentality. It will be how he looks, how Arch Manning is looking at it. Now you've got to go where you can start. Yeah, you want to go. Where okay, you- but here's my question: Are we sure that our? I'm not saying he's not good. Are we sure that Arch Manning is great? I won't say he's great. Like, has anybody stopped to ask? Can he actually win the Division One football games? We won't know. It's I mean, I know he broke all of his uncle's records. Yeah. Both of them. But I will say this. Arch Manning is I will a, say this. He better be great. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very good football player. He's a very good quarterback. I won't, I won't reach... Because when, when you say great, that's a high pinnacle but that's, that very few ever okay, get to. Okay, but if he's not great, then he's a failure. How? Because of the build-up. You have every team in the country saying that you come here and you're going to be our starter. Mm-hmm. Heck, you had Texas saying it until Quinn Ewers put it on Alabama for the first half, and then now he's lighting up the world, and he's you know everybody's favorite hero because he put 49 points on Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's anointed you king of the quarterback pool. Mm-hmm. You better go in there and and put up some dang points. Because if you don't, you're a failure. Okay. All right. If you don't and you lose your job, you're in the transfer portal after a year. So, okay. So, this is Queen Ewell's first year. I say Queen Ewell's stay within two to three years, right? So, Archimedes coming out, right? Well, let's say Queen Ewell's, he redshirted last year. Yeah, redshirt. So, this is sophomore year. Right, uh, he's a freshman. He redshirted, so, well, okay, so freshman. Of, okay, yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. So Quinn Ewers, redshirt freshman. I say after the next season, he probably enter, enters the draft mm. or goes his third year and then enters the draft. Maybe senior. I don't see him staying if he continues I mean, to. to I, I think I think he'd probably give him two years, two more years. So his third year. Because nobody looked at him and said that's an NFL quarterback. Like we all assumed he was going to be a really good college player. Yeah. And he thought that maybe he could develop into a yeah. NFL quarterback. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. By third year, you will know, will know for sure. Because this is the thing about that Texas team is that they're young. They're a really young Texas team. Yeah, exactly. Regardless, he's going to be there next year. How are you going to tell Arch Main you're not going to start? Okay, well then you redshirt him. 
But, but if you're if you're Arch Payton, why would you do that? That's why you can, you that's can so, start that's, at Alabama. You can start at Georgia. You can probably start at Ole Miss. Yeah. Heck, but Mississippi it's all, State might get back in the mix. Yeah, but it's all about how Arch Manning sees it and where he wants to be as a quarterback. Because you would say, okay, you go to Alabama and you start. Okay, that's good and dandy. But there has to be a reason as to why, and we may not even know what that reason is. He may not ever come out and say it. But there has to be a reason why he chose Texas over Alabama. It's NIL. I guarantee you it's NIL, but again, where's the money? I don't see Texas paying him more than Alabama. I do, because that was the whole argument. Remember, that's that's what started the deal with Jimbo. So they won't pay us. Was we don't have the money. Yeah. I need you to give me the money so I can pay these players. So we're going to assume, we're going to assume, I guess, that it's, it's the NIL. Either way, you still... Chose that school over Alabama, the be- which is obviously the better school. But well, you know, I mean, but you we assume. I mean, I'm not even saying that Texas can't beat Alabama at some point. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Now it's looking more and more like they're not going to be just the doormat of the SEC like no. we kind of expected. I, I think like Oklahoma is. Yeah. I mean, that's my third point. I get to that in a second. I'm not saying even from a competitive wins and losses. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you're Arch Manning and you really believe and you've got your family, an NFL dynasty family, telling you you're good enough not only to start the Collins level but to start on Sundays, do you really want to take the chance of laying off a year and everybody, all these NFL guys getting hot on the trail of some other players and now you've got to come back all of a sudden and try and reprove yourself to these guys. Or, do you go where you can start, go where you can be successful, go where you can win football games, and you stay on the forefront of the papers. If you don't play for a year, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Quinn Ewers. Everybody's acting like he's this new commodity. He could have done this last year. He was just at Ohio State. He was like third on the death chart. Yeah. He got replaced. So, do you really want to have to do that? If Quinn Ewers does this last year, he gets drafted this year. That's my argument. Okay, I get what you. I get what you. I get what you're saying. But like I said, it, I I believe it's all about a development thing, rather than being the top quarterback and in so the spotlight. Okay, if you go to Ole Miss, why you can't go to Texas? Ole Miss has a good quarterback. You're still going to have to but, 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 but like no, Lane Kiffin's pretty much said like if, he was another one that said you come here, you're you know okay. Smart. But what I mean about development, sit under a good quarterback. See, that's a lot of things. That's, that's but, but Lane Kiffin's a great quarterbacks coach. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. But you still have to sit under somebody and learn from somebody. So a lot, see, sometimes Lane Kiffin. Okay, he developed to a tongue of all one. Okay, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying sit under. I'm talking about sit under a quarterback. And learn their game, learn the game before you just see. That's that's what happens sometimes. Is that we throw players and kids out there so fast that they're underdeveloped and they never get developed. And when they get hurt or they don't succeed, we adopt we dog them. But if if and only if they would have sat under somebody and learned and developed as what they could to what they could be and should be, then it make a world of difference. 
But we can't get into this whole deal of just uh, throw them out there and start them. You never know what they could be if you throw them out there and start them. This is college football. This isn't high school so, football. Okay, so you're saying that no freshman should ever start quarterback. I'm not saying that. Everybody's okay, getting so why, Okay, then why can't Arch Manning be a starter in the NCAA? But I'm not saying he can't. But what I'm saying is you're saying he – why would he go to Texas if he can go to Alabama and but be this, a starter? Okay, I – I think I understand. Are you saying that if he believes he needs that development? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's a, it's a develop. I believe it's a developmental thing rather than just. It saying, may be if he stick. Okay, I'll, I'll give you this. If he sticks with the commitment, then we'll know. Yeah, because if it's not a paper out, If he backs out, then we'll know that it was about yeah. something else. Yeah, and then and by then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I'm saying is I believe it's a developmental thing with him. I, he won't. I, it could be that he wants to sit under a quarterback like Quinn Ewers and learn. I mean, Quinn, why wouldn't you want to sit under the former number one recruit and learn? You, and you would if you think you need it. If you think you can start now and be successful. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It Maybe he doesn't. Or maybe he believes he can, but he doesn't want. He wants to be able to have a good knowledge of the game. I really think he gets what's going to happen. Is that Art Train's going to finish out his high school career, mm-hmm. however that's going to end up, and he's going to have to sit down at the end of that season, whenever that might be. Yeah, yeah. He needs to sit down with his uncle, sit down with his dad, sit down with his granddaddy and say, okay, do you really think I can start and be successful today on Saturdays mm-hmm. and in the SEC? If the answer is yes, then I think you see a change in in schools. If the answer is, well, how do you feel and he answers no, then you, you're you right. You stay it, uh, with your commitment. If it's, you know, so I think that that will reveal a lot. But my takeaway right now, as it stands, without knowing his reasoning, and just from the outside looking in, it appears to be the NIL money. And if that is true, then my takeaway from what happened Saturday is, that Texas will not get Arch Manning simply for the fact that you can't bench Quinn Ewers. And, and if, if Arch Manning believes he should start, he would put too much pressure on the program. So, yeah. What, what the NIL deal is, and this is the question. That's I, still a joke because it that, is. That, that, so Travis that, Hunter still ain't yet paid. So, that, that's the thing is, this t- I don't know what their financial situation is, Arch, uh, Arch Manning's family's financial situation they're is. All, they're millionaires. So that's what I'm saying. Why does he need a deal? He's going to be for, he's going to be know, taken care of. But I know, but it, but but it's not just the money; it's the exposure. So if he's got a deal, let's say with Nike, or a deal with Adidas, or a deal with whoever that Texas has promised him, that would be the reason why. You see what okay. I'm saying? Like it would then it's not a dollar amount; it's yeah. it's more about what does yeah. what am I getting? But and, and, but this is this is another thing is with Texas is you don't know. So, Arch Manning isn't the only recruit. This is why I said Texas is a young team, because Texas went and recruited guys, top recruits all across the nation. And they actually win with their top recruits. Yes. Like Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Yes. So, I think Arch uh, uh, Quinn Ewers doesn't go to uh, Ohio State. He ends up at Texas either way. Anyways, that was one of his top choices. He should have gone there to begin with. I didn't yeah. understand that. And so he, he just, well, yeah, that was an NIL, an NIL deal. deal, and he didn't get his money, right? And and he ended up getting the three NIL other guys picked deal, over. Yeah, the the NIL deal is a joke. Exactly, but I, I but all that to say, Texas is on another level this year, 
And then Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, here's my third takeaway. Okay. So I, my first one is Texas leaps and bounds. Yeah. Second one is Archbank's probably not going to go there as it stands right now. Number three is that Lincoln Riley was the smartest man on campus. Well, that's so right now. He won his game thirty to fourteen. He's bringing USC back into quiet relevance. They're undefeated, and he leaves Oklahoma, and he he's got to be looking at this and going, they are on a downward trend. The uh, okay fourth takeaway. Just because you're a national championship coordinator somewhere does not mean that you should be a head coach. I agree. Brett Venables is in over his head. Well, yeah. Clearly. And what shocked me, uh, and I don't want to say shocked. That's the wrong word. They were supposed to be playing defense. Yes. You have a defensive man head coach, and he gave up 49 points to Texas. Yeah. And, And... That's not the defense. Yeah, the defense. I'm not even going to. I I I will somewhat give them a benefit of the doubt with the defense because Texas offense is just electrifying. But the big thing with Oklahoma is they couldn't score in the red zone. They couldn't even kick a field goal. And how do you do that? You don't know. It it seems like all they have are run packages. Okay, if you have that, stick with that. Mm-hmm. But you, you see when they tried to start passing the ball, and that didn't work out. So it looks like they don't know what to do on offense. They're all over the place on offense. The quarterback they have, it, he's not very good. Or it's that or Texas defense is very good, which they are. But it's like they don't know what they want to do on offense. So they couldn't, they can't figure it, figure it out. And Texas just shut them down completely on both sides of the ball. I mean, I've never seen a game like that. And this was the Red River rivalry, and I was expecting a good game. Uh-huh. And, and Texas just blew through them like it was It was like a freaking scrimmage. Okay, but here's one point about Brett Venables and that defense. Against teams that have a pulse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like talking about real Division One football teams. You gave up 41 points to Kansas State. You have 55 points to TCU, and now you've given up 49 points to Texas. That's bad. Yeah, well. I'm no math whiz, but that's bad. That means you're averaging, what, 50 points? Uh, giving up around 50 points a game. And you're supposed to be a defensive coach. And you were supposed to bring the toughness that would prepare you to win in the SEC. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it is failing. I well, it's too late to back out now. No, you cut him loose after a year. I I, I don't. No, I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about as the SEC deal. Oh yeah, they're done. You're going. Yeah. I don't think Brett Venables lasts. You know, I mean, I know he's an alumni, but come on, you've got to be competitive. That don't man. Listen, and and then you look at their schedule. You've got Kansas this weekend. Uh, five That's Kansas. Spicy. Yeah. No. Then, then you've got uh, Iowa State. Okay. Run team. You've got Baylor. That's no way to sleep on. You've got West Virginia. You've got Oklahoma State and you've got Texas Tech. The only truly winnable games there, in my opinion, based off of what I've seen. I, I count about two. Yeah, two. Iowa State and West Virginia. I think they lose to everybody else. <laughs> Texas Tech is rolling. 
uh, Ohio State, even though they had a tough weekend. No, that's but, Iowa State. Or is Iowa? Yeah, they're gonna beat Iowa State. Iowa State. They don't play uh, OSU. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You said Ohio State. I'm sorry. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is uh, rolling right now. They had a tough weekend, and but they they're, they're still they they, yeah they're still undefeated. Yeah, they they beat Texas Tech forty one thirty one. They, they, I mean, goodness, I, I don't know about Oklahoma, man. I, I count by two, two, two maybe three. wins on your schedule, and all your wins have come against teams that don't have a pulse. I mean, you okay? You could end the the season with your only wins being against UTEP, Kent State, Nebraska, who fired their coach after four games. And then your your wins that might would be Iowa State and West Virginia, and you're Oklahoma. I don't see them beating Ohio, Iowa State. Yep. So so you've got one. More Iowa State was pretty good last year, man. Well, Iowa State was formidable this weekend. Yeah, they lost, but I mean they're formidable. That's a, it, they're, they're still a tough team. team. Yeah, I'm not. I, that's what I'm saying. That's not a guaranteed win, but you would just think. So if that's the case, they're gonna win one, one game. More, one more game. God, hey, I, but. You had to do better, I, man. I don't know now. The problem with the Oklahoma thing is, even if you fire Coach Venables, that's not an attractive job. Not because with, you just got mauled yeah, with your I, schedule now. Yeah. You couldn't win in the Big 12, and now you've got to go to the SEC. That was, that, That's what I'm saying. Lincoln Riley was the smartest guy in the room. He looked at that administration. He said, you've become a bunch of money-hungry idiots. Yeah. And I'm not going to stand for this. You are setting us up for pure failure, period. Yeah. Anybody in their right mind, if they look at Oklahoma and say, and right now, Oklahoma right now, and say, we probably got at least a chance again in the SEC. They're fooling themselves because the only team that's going into that right now that looks like they could stand a chance is Texas. And... Texas will look to be rolling in the next two to three years and still be on the same rise. Yeah. I mean, and Oklahoma, if they get uh, rid of, what's his name? Uh, uh, the head, yeah, if, if they get rid of him, you have to find a coach who I would say, y'all better go get Urban Myers. Uh, you got to find a coach. But, okay, Urban Myers, well, you've got Matt Rule now who got fired. I'm yeah, we we'll get the NFL yeah. segment. Yeah. But, okay. But Urban Meyer is about to be mentioned for every job. Right. Because everybody just assumes that Urban Meyer wants to coach the college level again. But, I mean, that might be your only hope if you want to win. It is. Unless, unless, you, unless, go unless, you, get... unless you pay Lane Kiffin yeah. a ton of money. That's, that's, I mean, those two are the only ones. But even then, your recruiting is down. So yeah. you got to go and re- your whole recruiting, your recruiting, recruiting class left with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, they, they yeah. raided the cabinet. Yeah, your quarterback left with him. Yeah. And so you're now you're stuck with this quarterback you have now, and he just got shut down by Texas. And Spencer Rattler won his ball game over his <laughs> Yeah, so I mean you don't you don't really have an answer right now. The best thing they gotta do right now is toughen it out. Uh I'd say for Oklahoma stick with the run game. That's what's starting to yeah, work. But you gotta stop somebody. Well, hopefully, it's teams that have a pulse, yeah. they can't stop anybody. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, you have it's to disappointing. Stop people if you're going to win football. Games. Yeah, it's that's disappointing 
to, to for now to see Oklahoma like this after knowing what they have been, have been, been all that. TCU beats Kansas 38-31. I thought that was a statement win for TCU. Yeah. Again, TCU's undefeated. We're not talking about TCU. The Horns fall. They're, they're probably going to win the Big 12. <laughs> I mean, like, they're going to win the Big 12. Well, possibly. If, if they lose, if they can beat Texas. Yeah. The, the runner-ups on the Big 12 right now is Kansas State. Well, you've got Kansas State. You've got Texas. You've got TCU. But and and o, uh, got, Oklahoma State. Yeah, probably going to run to win the. Yeah. I mean, that's a formidable team there, too. Uh, Tennessee pummels LSU at home 4-13. to <laughs> You're LSU. I understand. Tennessee's on the rise. Tennessee's coming back. I understand. You're LSU in Baton Rouge. Yeah. What are you doing? I understand. It was a circus. I mean, a circus. When you had Coach Orgeron there at the end. I mean, that turned into a ever-loving mess. But who in their right mind thought, let's bring in Brian Kelly? It was hype. That's it. So it was okay. all hype, but he man. Went to Notre Dame. It this was is all... the SEC. I, 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 and so this is uh, now. It looks a mess, but looks a mess. No, it is a mess. But they're still four and one. That's what I'm not understanding. No, they've lost two games now. Oh well, two, four and two. Right? Four and two. Four and two. You lost against who? Uh, um. You just lost against Tennessee, which I, I seen that game. I watched the highlight film of that game. That that was no answer whatsoever. That was one of the sloppiest games I've seen, other than when they played. Uh, who was that? That who was that? Was it Texas? No one Texas A&M. Was it Miami or Florida? Florida no, State. Had, yeah, Florida State. Yeah. I don't know what to say about LSU other than... Other than you made a mistake. Yeah, getting Brian It was all hype, man. It was all hype. It was hype. Him leaving Notre Dame the way he did and then arriving at LSU the way he did. It was all hype. And they lost to Florida State 24-23. Yeah. That was his opening game. It was all hype. That's but, all okay, look at that schedule coming up. You've got Florida this weekend. You've got Ole Miss the next weekend. That's a loss. Matt Alabama, that's a loss. You've got Arkansas, you might win that game. You've got UAB, you're going to win that, you should win that game. And then you got Texas A&M and Texas A&M, that's not guaranteed win. So again, another high dollar hire. He, looking at the rest of his schedule, going, I may win uh, one of my games, maybe two. For the rest of the season, yeah, by one or two, and 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 I, I'd say that's kind of, that's a kind of a disappointment because LSU have been that powerhouse, been known as one of the powerhouses in the SEC, and they're on the decline. Uh, other than you know they won a national championship what two three years ago maybe. You could go six and six. That's a disappointing season. 
for it. Yeah, she. Yeah, when they hired Brian Kelly, they didn't expect to go six and six. <laughs> they had to. I mean, like you hire him, you at least expect to be probably a New Year's six team. No, man, that's. Well, that contract, that kind of money, yeah, all the hype. You pulled him off of a plane while he was recruiting to make him your head football coach, and he goes six and six. Now he because of the money, he'll get another year. Like yep. that, that's that's where Coach Venables is at a, a, a disadvantage. They're not paying him as much as some of these other coaches, but you're paying Brian Kelly like a ton of money. So he will get the benefit of the doubt. He will get another year, but he shouldn't. That's a joke. That is a joke. So he gets another year. Ups his That's the class. problem with these with these other guys, these smaller school guys. And not that Notre Dame's not a smaller school, or that, that they're a smaller school, but they played an independent schedule. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with guys like that that win all these ball games. Okay, let's give them a big SEC job. Well, the, the, the SEC is where the big boys play. That, that's where you have to face Nick Saban. That's where you've got to face Kirby Smart. That's where you've got to face Elaine Kiffin. You know, you you got to face these guys every single week. And some guys just aren't cut out for those jobs. Yeah. And we pay them all this money to get them to take the bigger job. But nobody's asking the question... Are they ready for that bigger job? And and if you're LSU, the answer's no. Well, Brian Kelly left uh, Notre Dame. Left Notre Dame a situation that wasn't broke. It didn't need to be fixed. And but he looked at that and he said, "I'm never going to be competitive enough to win a national championship." Either, but still, that's why he left because he had some of the best Notre Dame teams that they've had in years. I mean, now Notre Dame's a storied program. I'm not saying that they've ever been a pushover. Yeah. But I'm saying he he had some of their better teams. He was in the playoffs, and every year he got beat. And he looked around, and he looked at Alabama, and he looked at Georgia. He looked at even Oklahoma at one point, and he said, I can't recruit at the level that they can. He knew his limitations at Notre Dame. He understood that we're a private school. We have some rules that they don't have. We've got all of these things. We can't accept certain Grants and all that because we're a private school and I'm never going to be able to recruit at that level. He went to LSU believing that he could recruit and he can't. Yeah, because nobody came there. Nobody came. There. They left. Matter of fact, they left. Yeah, he had players leave. He can't yeah. recruit. He's I, a joke. Yeah, I... He's a joke. You had so much success at Notre Dame. Who's to say if you'd stayed this year what y'all what they'd be? Yeah, but, it, I mean, you're not going to win a national championship there. You're not going to compete with well, Alabama. You're not going to no, compete no. with Georgia. You're not going to compete with Ohio State, Michigan. Like, you're not beating those teams. Not not at Notre Dame. Okay, not so, now. Yeah. So, okay, and that's the, that's the question mark there is, what made him believe that he could? I mean, you're coaching at this school, Notre Dame, where y'all are good where you're good at. You know, they're yeah. And he coached that team to be that. So what made him believe that he he would be a great a good coach for those kind of teams and be able to compete in those kind of conferences? Well, because every coach that's successful at any level thinks, okay, well, what if I try to a higher level? And he you know he looked at the LSU job and he goes, okay, that's that's 
supported boosters, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to hit the recruiting trail. Everybody knew the NIL stuff was coming, so it's like, okay, now I can go actually legally pay these guys. I can convince them to come to Baton Rouge. That's going to be the pool. The problem was he got that job and he acted like a fool. He was a clown from day one, you know, with his little fake southern accent. Mm-hmm. And the kids looked at that and went, we don't want to play for you. <laughs> the, 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 the issues, so it also came out, so Notre Dame, you know, Lou Holtz is, is Notre Dame football. Like, he, he's the guy. Yeah. Lou Holtz revealed that he wrote, year after year, he wrote letters of encouragement to Brian Kelly, and not once did he receive anything in return. Mm. No acknowledgement. So what's happening is that Brian Kelly's personality problems are being exposed at a larger level because now he's under the national microscope that is the SEC. Mm-hmm. Whereas as when he's at Notre Dame, he's just winning ball games. It's a regional coverage type situation. You know, ESPN's not showing up every weekend. You know, unless he's playing one of the bigger schools. Right. So there, there's not as much to it. But now it's all out there. Everything's out there for everybody to see. And they go, we don't want to play for that guy. That's what I'm saying. These schools see these guys and they're like, okay, there's a name. You know, He's making a name for himself. He's winning all these big ball games. So we're going to pay him tons of money. Well, why is he successful? Is it because his personality fits where he's at and, and you know some things can fly under the radar that might not fly under the radar? At your school? I mean, that's where you've got to be careful with hires right. like that. Right. I just say, man, LSU, whether Brian Kelly stays there, he has to stay there another year. After yeah, that's too much money. If he doesn't if he doesn't have it together. They'd probably just buy him out like yeah. they did Orgeron. That's a lot of money to buy out a person, man. I mean. Well, I mean, they handed Orgeron $17 million. <laughs> Like, I listen to it. So he was at uh, the Touchdown Club in Arkansas. I don't see how Arkansas is getting. So they've gotten like John Gruden. They've gotten Orgeron to come speak. I don't know what they've got going over there in, in Arkansas high school football. But but one of their local touchdown clubs has gotten these, I mean, key mark, marquee speakers, right? Mm-hmm. So they got Orgeron to come in there. And Orgeron said that the last meeting he had as the head coach at LSU. Of course, the president pulls him in, the AD pulls him in, and they said, hey, you know, the season's not, didn't go as planned. And he said, no blank. He said, you know, what What made you think that? He said, a blind man could have done that. It's not going well. They said, well, you've got $17 million left on your contract. We're going to give it to you. He said, well, tell me where, where and when to leave. <laughs> he said, I'll take my money and go. Do you think it would be that easy for... Brian Kelly. No, because Brian Kelly wants to coach again. I don't believe that Ed Orgeron cares. Hmm. Brian Kelly, the Ed Orgeron can, no matter what happens, whether he ever coaches again, can say, I want a national championship. Brian Kelly can't. All Brian Kelly would be remembered for is, I left Notre Dame to go prove a point, and I failed miserably. That's, that's why... It'll be different. Oh, well. LSU, LSU. That's just my take on it. LSU. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Mississippi State 
uh, beats Arkansas 40 to 17. I text you about that game this weekend. Arkansas lost to Texas A&M, and the mojo is gone. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, they ain't, like I told you, Texas A&M ain't got it. I don't know who got it. It's floating around <laughs> yeah, in the air. Somebody stole it. Yeah, it's floating around in the air somewhere. Uh, Georgia did what they were supposed to. They dominated Auburn 42-10. to 10. Uh, Another quietly rising program is UCLA. Really? Yeah, they beat ranked Utah 42-32, and they're quietly 6-0. Chip Kelly leaves the NFL, comes back to college, and voila, the man begins to win again. Man, I did not see that. Quietly, six see, I don't follow them. I follow the, the but, USC. Okay, so, so that's the problem with some of these teams that kind of go under the radar. Is unless they're a national team, they don't get the coverage. They're they're regional. Yeah, guys. yeah. But okay, we're gonna have this in the offseason. Chip Kelly, come on down. You want an SEC job? We got one right here for you. Yeah. And but, so that's the thing. You don't leave that. Oh, he shouldn't. But like he, he's well, that, that, yeah, the they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna throw some all these jobs so, that open. They're gonna throw them at him. You know, oh, Nebraska. He, yeah, maybe he goes to Nebraska. Or does it go back to the NFL? Does he go to Wisconsin. Does it go back to the NFL? Uh, I doubt it. I don't see that happening. He his offensive scheme didn't work. Nah. He couldn't. He didn't score. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah, well. that, so that's the thing. Like. Everybody thinks they did it with Lane Kiffin. They did it with uh, Chip Kelly. They look and like, okay, there's some offensive geniuses. They're going to put up a bunch of points. Well, no, not necessarily. That's not how <laughs> it works. Coaching kids. For, I mean, not kids. They're grown, but still. It's I mean, it's just yeah. different. It's yeah. just different. The schemes are different. The looks are different. As Urban Meyer was so famously quoted every week, it's like playing Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be torture, man. <laughs> so, uh... Let's look at some, some spicy games, and there's not a whole bunch, but some spicies. Auburn and Ole Miss, not because Auburn's good, but it, I, I just like Ole Miss. Like, watch yes. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um, then you've got Michigan versus Penn State. I think they could be sneaky good. Uh, you've got Oklahoma State at TCU, the Unbeatens. Woo! That's gonna be a high that, score. that may be a high-scoring game. That kind of sets the stage of what who's playing in the Big 12 championship game. Today. Yeah. Uh, that that I think that'll be good. You got Alabama at Tennessee. Tennessee's got it rolling. You got Alabama coming to town. You got you better hope that Bryce Young plays in that ball game because you're gonna need it. Tennessee's bringing the whole load, man. Uh, Alabama at Tennessee. Then you got Mississippi State at Kentucky. Kentucky went from poster child to back to earth, but I still think that could be a sneaky good matchup. And then USC at Utah. I'll give you a look at USC. Ooh wee. So I mean, some sneaky good matchups. Wait, who does Texas play again? I don't know. Some slapping. <laughs> they didn't make my pick. Oh, because it wasn't like spicy. Like it wasn't. Oh, that could be a great match. A sneaky good matchup. I only tell our viewers about the sneaky good ones that they might want to catch. Like, why waste your Saturday watching? I mean, unless you're like a UT fan. Like, you're going to clearly watch yeah. that. But if you're just a football fan, uh, they're, they're playing Iowa State. Yeah, well. I, I don't say that being a close ball. Sneaky yeah. good football. 
I think I'll be watching the TCU and OSU. Oh, I, yeah. All eyes yeah. on that ball game. Yeah, because I am a TCU fan. And, 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 and the Alabama-Tennessee game. I, those are for <laughs> sure watches. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I will take can a I, peek can at I call Ole Miss. It? Can I call it real quick? Okay. Alabama loses. Ooh. Alabama loses. They could barely beat Texas A&M. Okay, I'm going to say that it depends on whether or not Bryce Young plays. If, he if Bryce play, Young plays, Alabama wins by two touchdowns. Yeah. If they don't, if he doesn't, they're dead. Tennessee's going to run through them. <laughs> and it's going to be another angry Nick Saban at the press conference. But I'm calling it. They lose. I don't, I'm not by much. I'd say by at least you lose, Charlie. Good day. Sir. At least ten to four to two touchdowns by at least wow. two. Wow. I'm I'm just saying. What's the bet? What's the wager? I'm I'm gonna say Alabama win. So what's the what's the wager? What you mean? I'll take Alabama. You take Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. What's the wager? I know I'm not betting you. Oh come on! We gotta have. A I'm not, I'm not no, that, betting. That makes for good good entertainment. What's the wager? Not money. What? Yeah, we're I, not betting money. What are we betting? Anything but money. Anything but. Well, will it require me to spend money? No. Like. Let's make okay. some wager that doesn't include money. What are we betting, though? I don't know, but we can't promote sports gambling on our show. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, okay. We're good people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what... I don't... Um, I don't know if, if, if money is... Okay, bad. okay, okay. Let's do this. Okay. Because you're a good cook. Okay. Well, we still have to spend money to get the... <laughs> but that's not it. I'm saying though, it's not like okay. straight up money. Okay, okay, okay. Loser cooks the other one supper. The night of the sh- of of the show. Uh, so we watch Monday Night Football, and the loser cooks supper. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that bet. Oh gosh. Tennessee, you better win, man. <laughs> hey, you just know, though, if I'm cooking, we're having a breakfast supper. I'm going to put that out there. Okay, I'll take the bet. Okay. I'll take the bet. Tennessee. There we go. If y'all Tennessee fans, you better get this out to your players, coaches, whoever. Y'all better be no, Alabama. No, just go ahead and go get the food, kid. <laughs> you, better, you better be Alabama. It's I'm telling you. Go ahead and bring the food Monday for the show. Because you're going to be gonna, afterwards, and we're going to watch Monday Night Football. They're going to beat Alabama. I don't even know who plays Monday Night. Uh, I almost, no, Dallas plays Sunday Night. Oh. But that's what we're going to do. Okay. Bet, right. bet some. Uh, okay, talking about NFL. First thing I want to get to, the new concussion rules. Um, you see what yeah. happened to Tate Bridgewater? No, I did so not. So he gets cleared, and then the spotter says, oh, no, I kind of saw him have a little wobbliness. He can't go back to the ball game. So then... The Dolphins, Miami has to play with their third string. Then, in the Tampa Bay game, a clean sack turns into a 15-yard penalty because, oh, Tom Brady might could have received a concussion. Don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> I'm so sick of Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm so sick of him. But, but this is the this is the the world that we live in. This is where the NFL is at. 
I saw that, but it not only it happened last night too. Yeah, the Monday night. Yeah, yeah. that's why Troy Aikman said, "Get out the dresses." Yeah. Well, yeah. I should have said that on national television. It's debatable. It's but, Troy Aikman. He talks trash Tro- against his Super Bowl <laughs> team. So, team he won a Super Bowl, Super Bowls with. But that right there, man. The NFL, they're about to once again. It starts with Miami. My brother, my brother said this earlier today. He said every rule change has started with Miami. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Started with Miami. So this this new concussion protocol starts with Miami, and then, and well, let's just say in Florida, because now apparently you can't tackle, sack the quarterback. It's called pass interference. Well, because you might sling him down. It's. I'm just saying that was the explanation that was given. So, so, so when that, did that become that? They've been doing but, this all season. Okay, because so, so the reason that it was called against Tom Brady was was according to the head official. He said, "I saw him in a position where he could have slung Tom Brady to the ground like they did to him." And so, what the NFL has instructed all the officials is, if it looks like it, it causes a concussion, throw the flag. Well, they're gonna, they might well be playing flag football out there. Because every hit can cause a well, concussion. But, but they're saying if you make a move that could could cause a concussion y'all, like that. Y'all, within the next two years, we're going to be watching the Pro Bowl every every game. You know, the Pro Bowl, that, it's, well, you know, it's they a did away, they, Well, they did away with the They're about to do that. They're about to change every season game into the Pro Bowl. Because it, it doesn't matter. Hey, you can be blocking and get a concussion. Okay, but, but here's – and I, I heard this on another show, and I thought it was a good point. And what? Okay, what are we going to do when they call this in a playoff game? They're going to do everything they can because then, okay, now it's really going to have to be under under review because it's a playoff game. But this is going to cause somebody a playoff game. Yeah, without or or, or even in the Teddy Bridgewater deal where, where he should have been able to go back in, but I saw him wobble. What if that's Patrick Mahomes? What if that's Tom Brady? What if that's Josh Allen in the in, in the playoffs? Yeah. And you're gonna tell him, hey, he can't play. I'm, but, but that's where we're headed. Yeah, the bus, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. There, the, the NFL. The truth of the matter is, you cannot. It's football, and we've said this a hundred times. You know what you're doing when you sign. Yeah, these are grown men. They know what they're doing when they're asking for the contracts, when they're entering the draft. Okay, you, you've you done all of this to everybody else, but why did you not suspend Mike McDaniel, who twisted everybody's arm to, to say Tua could play last weekend? You didn't do anything to him, but we're going to penalize the rest of the league for it. Yeah. I, I just... It's ridiculous. There's no real accountability There's not. It's, in the it's NFL. A P- everything in the NFL is a PR move. And Roger Goodell, if you ever listen to this show, and one day I hope you do, grow a pair and stand up and say, you know what, this is the NFL, this is how we're going to do business, and quit caving in to everybody else's point of view on every cotton-picking issue. Yes. Because if you continue to do that, you're going to be doing it forever. And one of the things is, you know, you talked about, oh, well, I've seen him sling him or look like he could have gotten a concussion. That's every tackle. That's it's every, every tackle. tackle. But apparently now every tackle could result in, if I think it'll cause a concussion, I they've been instructed to throw a flag. That is ridiculous. We are doing away with football. 
professional football. We're doing away with football, period. Because yeah. they're starting to put stuff in high school stuff that, that's crap. Like I said, it's either going to be how, flag okay. football or touch football. How, how, how long until we don't play Two real touch. football? I'm, I'm calling it. I'll say between three to five years. I'm talking about at any level. Three to five years. You think that within three to five years we're not It's not going to be football. because if these rules continue to progress, it's not going to be real football anymore. We're no longer going to be able to, to to watch a game where we get to see good football and, you know, like we used to. I mean, I'm not talking about the deadly hits. Now, but I'm talking about tackling football. That's what I'm talking just tackling football. Three to five years, it's not going to be the same. You don't think that we're going to have tackle football at any level within the next? And if that, I I say three to five, at the most, I even say five to ten. I I really question that because right now you can barely hit the quarterback. You can barely do anything right now, And, and in high school, it's less likely to happen. At the pros, it's a different level. It's hap- it happens more yeah, often. Yeah, but, but we're even like there was a call a couple weeks ago that I was like, "What is the kid supposed to do?" That's what I'm saying. So I I don't know. What do you do other than if you can't hit them without causing a concussion or some kind of you know wooziness? Then I, 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 I the only I, thing I, is it's flag right. act flag football. You, you may be right. Two touch. Two I never like thought I would see this day coming. We we made it's crazy, man, and it's because of this. And I'm not saying I'm hating on Tom Brady. I don't. Tom know. Brady started this. Yes, mess. because Tom Brady he whines about everything. And I've seen something out of Tom Brady uh, this past weekend. Tom Brady he whines about everything, but Tom Brady does some dirt too. Oh yeah, because I've seen him kicking at 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 uh, Brady Garrett. Mm-hmm. As he was getting up, and as he got up, he held up his hands like he. I didn't do it. Yeah, he did the, the same thing in the scrum. He started it and then backed up. Like yes, he just yell at him. So, and this is why I say Tom Brady needs to retire. Is because, man, you're going through a divorce. Your yeah, marriage is in shambles, and out there, and for the whole world to not, see now. You're not the quarterback that you've been for the last. No, 30 get years, out, man. Years. Go home to your family, your wife, and your kids. Reconcile your marriage. Because right now it's affecting you, and it's not even a football thing anymore. Well, yeah, and it's not only though does it affect Tom Brady, and not only does it affect the Buccaneers. He's doing some things that are affecting the NFL. Yes, it's just ridiculous. So let's get to football talk. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Thursday night game last Thursday night that was ridiculous. Twelve to nine, Indianapolis <laughs> beats Denver in overtime. Yeah, that was so bad. Denver goes to overtime and the Denver fans leave the stadium. <laughs> like we don't, yeah, it's not. Like we're we're not we. <laughs> and then Russell Westbrook and he, I mean Westbrook Russell Wilson in his post game has the audacity to end it by saying Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, yeah I'm riding down the drain. That's the way I'm riding. Like, like, what are you doing? It was Look, supposed to be the year of let Russ cook, and Russ doesn't even okay, hold the utensils. So, who are you? I'm, I'm not going to say placing the blame, but who are you placing accountability on this? The coaching staff or Russell Westbrook? I mean, Russell Wilson. Everybody. Everybody? I think everybody's guilty. Because we Russell honestly, Wilson's not great, but I... He, well, okay. Russell Wilson could be great. Russell Wilson has not played very well. Yeah. But in his defense, it's not like he's just got a ton of weapons over there. No. You got Jerry Judy. I, I That's think, it. I mean, you put him in the similar situation that he was in in Seattle. 
And we also have to remember, Denver was not on the, li- the original list. He did not want to go there. No. That and was... we all, the other thing, and I said this last week, he was Nathaniel Hackett's second choice. Nathaniel Hackett wanted Aaron Rodgers. I believe that Nathaniel Hackett took that job believing that Aaron Rodgers was coming to Denver with him. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, Denver not being the number one pick for Russell West, Russell Wilson, and then Russell Wilson not being the number one option for... I uh, think that's a bad marriage. Yes, because it's like, I don't want to be here, you don't want me here. Kind of deal. <laughs> it's like, like you were my you, first choice. You slept with other people. I slept with other people. Yeah, it didn't work out. It's just yeah. Married. It's a settlement. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all. It's it a is. settlement. And so, Russell Wilson, man, it's like you said. He has. He can be great, but he's not in. He, he hasn't be, been put in okay, position to period, be. Period. End of story. He should be in Dallas, and we're gonna get to that in a second. Should be in Dallas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should be in Dallas. End of story. Yeah. And not even close. Yeah. He should be playing with the Cowboys. All right. Giants uh, beat the Packers 27-22. The Giants are for real, man. You. Giants are for real. They got me. Now, now. They are not for real. Let's just be honest. Yes, they are. They beat Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. It doesn't matter. That's it. It doesn't matter. Either that, Dallas is a freaking good team right now. Because they didn't do anything against Dallas. Dallas, is, that defense is really good. That's <laughs> scary good. Yeah, I mean, like, that defense is a top two or three defense in the NFL right now. Man, I don't know. But, okay, so. I'm telling you, Giants are for real. Now, Green Bay's way down. But but the Giants are for real. Okay. I, they're, they're a team that okay. can win. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it there. But, Green Bay. It's not the season we thought would happen. With well, it's Aaron exactly Rodgers. what I thought. They gave him nothing. It's not his fault. They gave him nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's exact. It's turning out exactly how do you, the way. I how do you clean house and turn around and give your franchise quarterback a big deal because they and want him to win? Because they knew they were. Mad. This is all about let's screw Aaron Rodgers out of spite. They spited him exactly. That's some evil stuff, man. Because Aaron Rodgers is a darn good quarterback. He's one of the only quarterbacks that I like. That doesn't play for this. This is why Aaron Rodgers did one of those podcasts and he said, uh, I would fire my head coach and then hire him for less money. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all really screwed him, man. I mean, he and doesn't want to be there. It's sad to see. They're doing bad right now. Yeah, that, that's, that's a no, bad football team. You, you traded away all his weapons. Th- this is how it's going to end for Aaron Rodgers. Unless he twists their arm again and gets them to trade him, this is as it is. He should have been out. Yep. Would have loved to see him in Dallas too, but yeah. Okay, uh, kind of a shock. It didn't shock me that they won. It shocked me in the way that they won. The Patriots shut out the number one offense in the NFL in the Lions. <laughs> Wait. 29 nothing. Yeah, the Lions have scored more than anybody. They've also given up more points than anybody. That's why they haven't won, but like one game. But no, like seriously, that's the number one offense right now. Or number two offense. Dan Campbell's doing something right, I guess. I mean... To an extent. But then he gets shut out by New England. And Bill Belichick reminds everybody why he's the genius of the NFL. Period. That was about... And he did it with his third string quarterback. (laughs) 
don't need Tom Brady. Tom Brady needs me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Tom. I don't need Mac. Don't need uh, uh, Brian Hoyer. Let hey Brian Zappi come here. Listen, the Patriots. Do you want to start against De- uh, Detroit this week? Well, I guess so, Coach. Like, uh, well, we're not gonna give up any points. Just hand the football off. We're we're okay. Hey, I, that's what I'm saying. It was it's one of those like. A, a quiet win. Yeah, it's quiet. Bill Belichick is a quiet storm. He doesn't say much, but he sure much. He, he he shows a lot. <laughs> Talking about Tom Brady, uh, they won twenty one fifteen. Didn't surprise me. I mean, you're supposed to be Atlanta. Atlanta's really bad. Yeah, uh, but we ain't see. kicking the players, Tom. This isn't <laughs> soccer. Buffalo blows out uh, Pittsburgh thirty eight to three. That's a Buffalo! But, but, I mean, that's burned down the building over there in Pittsburgh. Poor Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I was about to say Kenny Pickett. Poor, Poor Kenny Pickett. Everybody's like, let's start the kid, but he... Hey, he got some. He has some grit to him. Oh, he has he some just grit. ain't going to take but it. He, yeah, but he's taking sacks because <laughs> the offensive line's terrible. He has no way to dump the ball off, dude. They don't have any semblance of a running game. Yeah. That's a bad football team. I, you know, it is what it is. It's been bad for still. Uh, let's see. The Jets beat the Dolphins 40-17 to as the Dolphins have to go to their third stringer against New York. Zach Wilson quietly comes back, put up some points. It's working out well. All Jimmy G does is win, baby. That's all he ever As they beat Carolina 37-15, Matt Rule gets fired. <laughs> when I say they clean house, they, they clean, clean house. house. And now they're getting ready to trade everybody. And Baker Mayfield's got to be like, oh, wait, guys, um, me, me, me. You, wanna, you got me. Like, do you want to keep me here? Do you want to trade me? Now, he hadn't played well, but in his defense, it's not like he's got a ton of weapons over there either. I mean, that's a that was a no-win situation for him. It's your contract year. The Browns kick you to the curb. You're not going to get to start there in Cleveland. Now you're in Carolina. That's a mess. Matt Rule's getting mentioned for every college job that's currently open. Yeah. They also um, fired a decent defensive coordinator. Yeah, they, yeah, they're gone. It's over. I mean, wave the white flag. Let's trade everybody. And somebody's asked Baker, where do you want to play football? Like, it's I, not even mid. The thing is, it's not even mid-season and they hit the total pause button. The re- they blew it up. Yeah, they said, okay, listen, we've seen that. But what does this do to Baker? Like, where do you, if you're Baker Mayfield, where are you going? At the end of this season, where are you going to be the quarterback? Are you going to be not, not knocking on Cleveland's door again? I mean, <laughs> I mean no, they'll have Deshaun Watson at that point. Well. <laughs> they got to live with that mess. Yeah, can't go back there. Uh, hmm. Uh... I mean, he's got to be looking around. You couldn't win in Carolina. He's uh, he's the only thing destined for him is a backup quarterback position. Exactly. He's not. We may have seen the last of Baker Mayfield as a starter in the NFL. Nope. Zach got. I mean, the the Jets got Zach Wilson. No, right? Who? Giants are okay with Daniel Jones for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> he's trash. That's what I was saying. They are not doing anything special. Saquon Barkley's doing all the work. Well, over then it. maybe you bring in Baker Mayfield. That won't do anything. <laughs> well, he's better than Daniel Jones. I don't get Well, For those of you that hear the beep, that's our coffee maker. I don't get with Daniel Jones. He's such a good runner, but he can't run. I mean, well, he's awkward. That's his problem. Yeah, yeah. He's awkward. It's a clutch. 
<laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we may have, we legitimately, no joke, may have seen the end of Baker Mayfield. As I, a yeah, because I can't, I can't think of. We'll see how it plays the out. Redskins. That's where he goes. Oh, or the, I'm sorry, the Washington Commanders. <laughs> that's where he goes. Yes, did you see where Rod Rivera ripped Carson Wentz? On national television. It's not his fault. You're a horrible <laughs> coach, sir. So the reason why he let you go in Carolina. But they asked him, they said, what is the difference between you and the rest of NFL? And he said, my quarterback. He did. Okay. So he did the same thing in Carolina. Remember that? It was after they uh, it was after they had lost the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. And he went through and threw everybody under the bus. <laughs> well, what did you do, Ron? <laughs> Alex Smith ripped him. Yeah. So they asked him because Alex Smith played for him. Yeah. And he ripped him. He said, how dare you do that to your quarterback? How about your defense? You're supposed to be a defensive <laughs> coach, and you can't stop anybody. Myself. Yeah. It's like, man. Well, I mean, Ron I mean, Ron Rivera never does anything. It's everybody else. <laughs> Not wrong. I, I can, yeah, I can do no wrong. Go ahead and be this quarterback. I, but, but all Jimmy G does is win. 37-15. 37-15. Jimmy G. I'm, listen. I'm, hey, no, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Starting quarterback, Dallas Cowboys, 2023. Jimmy G? Yes, Jimmy G. He, you think he? You really think he's out of San Francisco at this? Oh, he, he, yeah, he's gone. Because they don't want him to be the starter. He's just the starter because Trey Lance got hurt. Yeah. They want to play Trey Lance. They out they fool miles. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Kyle Shanahan wants to play Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan needs to go home. <laughs> he this guy is winning games. Yeah, yeah, but Kyle Shanahan desperately wants to open up the playbook. So, and he's got to have Trey Lance to do it. Plastic. Okay. So, this is what I'm not getting. It's because we're getting to the point where now there's no more great quarterbacks. We've talked about this before. Everybody's hold a that. Big... Okay, hold that. Okay. Hold the phone on that. I'll All get right. to that in a second. Call All right. Now. All right. Okay, so Eagles uh, beat the Cardinals 20-17. They are probably top three team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got the Cowboys. They beat the Rams 22-10. to Okay, first off, Los Angeles is a one-trick pony. It's Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup. That's it. Yeah, he was their only scorer. They're also a one-trick pony on defense. Shannon Ramsey. And Aaron, Aaron Donaldson. Aaron, Aaron Donald got two sacks against the rookie. Okay. I don't think that happens against Tyron Smith. So, so there you go. Right, that's all I got to say about LA. That, that, you know, you, you got your Super Bowl. You're not getting but if you're Dallas, first of all, why does Dak Prescott keep saying I'm ready to play? Yeah, I wish he'd stop saying that. Well, obviously, so this is so I, I don't know why he saying this, but from what I've seen from a few article headlines is that he'll be he should be ready against the Eagles this week. But he's not gonna play. Mike McCarthy's already kinda said I don't want to start him. Don't play him. Okay, at but best why, suit but him if up. You're, if you're Dak Prescott, shut your mouth. Why? Because he's, he's because insecure. He's the $165 million quarterback, and he's insecure? Are you kidding me? Because he's the starting quarterback. No, he's not. Well, he is, but he shouldn't be. Because even if you bring him back, why would you go back to trying to throw the football consistently? Can't. You have receivers. you kidding me? Let's run the football, dink and dunk. Rely on that great defense, and we can win ball games. 
Yeah. It's worked. So that's what I'm talking about. But that, but if you bring that back, now you gotta throw the football. Gotta air it out. Yeah, because you're paying him too much, and that's what he wants to do. See, this is a good he conversation. Needs to, he this needs is to go. yeah, this is a good topic. It's because that is true. Because when when that comes back, then you're expected. Now you gotta air it out there for Gallup, yeah. you gotta air it out there for uh, C D Lamb, Noah Brown, and then James Washington's coming back, you gotta air it out there for and you think you have to. Yeah, but and, but there's, no, because there's no chemistry between him and those no. receivers. Other than Michael Gallup, really. That's, he's the only one. Yeah, C.D. Lamb is kind of there. Okay, you're going to be L.A. and you're going to be a one-trick pony. Yeah. So I agree with you. The run is working good. Dallas had over 200 yards rushing. Yes. Over 200 run yards the ball rushing. and play good defense. Yeah. And but so, they're not going to do it because Dak's our quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's... This is this is what I was the point that I was getting to a while ago. Is that everybody wants that flashy quarterback that's gonna air it out there. When the only quarterbacks that are winning right now, other than Josh Ball, uh, uh Josh Allen, I'm sorry, Josh Ball, that's a tackle. Other than Josh Allen, the only quarterbacks that seem to be successful right now are those who can manage a game yeah. and just win. Yeah. Cooper Rush is doing great. He's not he's not too flashy. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's managing the game to make sure it doesn't get out of control and that, that in the end, they win. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're not putting up a ton of a ton of points, but they're winning. And that defense is playing phenomenal. And so, when that, what I'm saying, you're, you're right. When that changes, when that comes back, then everybody's okay. Is he going to air it out? Or do, or do Mike McCarthy take control or and say, hey, look, and him and Kellen Moore, look, this is thought. This is working. He's not that quarterback. No, they're not going to do that because Jerry wants to throw the football. Jerry can sit down somewhere, Jer- but, but Jerry's if, not going to. Jerry, Jerry talks too much. If Jerry want, I, I, I'm not saying this is the year Dallas wins the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. By but they could be now. All of a sudden, you're competitive. Now I want to see what they do against the Eagles. Like they're playing the Eagles this week. Yeah. You have to win that ball game. So in this NFL, in this NFL, are they contenders? Yes. Right now, well, along with the Eagles, the the uh, the Bills, and them, they're they're contenders. And, and, and Kansas City, and Kansas City, yeah, they're why con- not? So that's the top four. Okay, so why they, not? With that defense and your your ability to run the football, why not? Okay, I, I mean, I, I I don't see why not. Okay, well then that's an honest statement then, because I don't, and this is why I say the Giants. The Giants gets as far as Saquon Barkley does. If he can, if he can beat them, yeah. And and if you can if he can stay healthy maybe but other than that it's I, I, Cowboys may look like a contender Bills definitely are the the Chiefs and then the Eagles so yeah two NFC and uh, two AFC so out of that at least one from each side is going to Super Bowl this year. yeah I say I, I say it's the Bills I I, I count on the, the Bills and the, the Bills bill, the the Bills well they they're playing so they get the the showdown again with. Uh, uh, Kansas City this week. That's a great game. Yeah, I, I'm calling. I'm calling the Bills. So this is interesting. So they're playing Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Cowboys playing uh, the Eagles. Two number yeah. one, two, two number one teams in these or two teams in these divisions. Would you say whoever wins out of each of each of those games, those are your Super Bowl teams? If Cowboys beat the Eagles, that's a Super Bowl team. They beat the best team in their division, probably the best team in their in their conference. If the Bills beat 
the Chiefs or vice versa on either side, that's that's who goes to the Super Bowl. I'm already calling the Bills. I'm not calling Kansas City. I'm calling the Bills for the Super Bowl. I, I think it'll be Bills as it stands. Unless Dallas sticks with what they've got going. Mm-hmm. I say it's going to be Bills in Philadelphia. Fair enough. Philadelphia, and so watching some film earlier, Philadelphia's film. This, okay, so this is the thing. And I don't know why it, because they've gotten so good at it. Why teams haven't picked this up by Philadelphia? The only thing that Jalen Hurts is doing is running and throwing to A.J. Brown. Okay. That's it. But, but Okay, but they've got enough of a run game. It's not great, but they can, they've got enough of a run game. That defense is okay. That that's why they're winning the games that they are. Yeah. If now if Dallas would stick with their game plan, I I would say that the Super Bowl is Buffalo and Dallas. But I'm saying that Dallas isn't going to do that. That's why I'm picking Buffalo and yeah. Because Philadelphia. I, for Dallas's sake, man, I don't know. I wish that our commentary would have some kind of a, of effect on coaches that for Jerry Jones. But none of them do. Like oh. it doesn't matter who Skip Bayless. Can't get Jerry's yeah. attention. I mean, nobody can get Jerry's attention. It's, it's Jerry and everybody, everybody else. else. And that's the sad... For so so long, I don't know what will change. But if he does that, if he allows it to happen, and that's what he wants to happen, you any Super Bowl host, as long as Jerry's there for the Cowboys, can be hung up on, on, on a hanger and put in a closet. Mm-hmm. Because you're not. They're not. No. What's working for the Cowboys right now it's managing the game. Don't let it get too out of control. Don't try to be fancy. Use what mm-hmm. you have and let your defense shine. Yeah. Like they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Keep the game. Manage the game. Just win. Just win. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Ravens beat the Bengals 19-17. to And Monday night, the Chiefs beat the Raiders 30-29. Did you watch that game last night? I did. That was a horrible coaching on the Raiders' side. I don't that, under- was a, that was a bad choice. Yeah, you? I don't understand. Why didn't you just run on that third and one? Get that first down. Yeah. Kneel it or spike it, whatever you had to do. Then kick your field goal. Yeah, you get spiked it, kick the field goal. And then you won. I don't get why these teams feel that they have to pass on a freaking third and one. Why? Get run the ball. Well, it goes back. Josh McDaniel is one of those guys who was a great quarter coordinator, questionable head coach, questionable head coach. That's all I'm saying. What are they? What are teams paying fullbacks? But but also, <laughs> I'm back on the fullback. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're. Yeah. What are no they paying reason. fullbacks? But but also, Kansas City is not somehow octane can't be stopped. No. Now, no. now they're in, they're in the top four teams in the NFL, in my opinion. Like we just said. Well, yeah. But I expect them to lose to Buffalo. I really do. I, I, I don't see why they... They're in the top only because of reputation. Well, because you still have Patrick Holmes. No matter what happens, you still have that guy. Yeah. Oh, well, and then, you know, their their, their game has changed a lot. Yeah. And it's starting to work. Um, But, like you said, they are beatable. I mean, they're not... They're still somewhat of a force to be reckoned with. But yeah. they're beatable. They're more beatable now than they have been in three years past, you know. So, let's just look at some of the upcoming. You've got Baltimore at New York. 
should be an interesting game. That should be interesting. You got Bills at Chiefs. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Cowboys at the Eagles. Great, great matchup. But those are the only three that I picked as any great matchups. Like I looked at the rest and I said, okay, those are all outside games. Yeah. So that brings me to the the, the next point I want to make. Tom Brady made some comments last week, I believe it was, that there's really sucky football now in the NFL. That, you know, everybody said they want parity, but they really don't because you have now you've got four great teams and everybody else just sucks. That was his point. Okay. Is that where we're headed in the NFL? Is that is the next three, four, five years going to be that? Okay. So, Tom Brady's been there long enough to know whether or not that's the truth. For Tom Brady to say that... But so far, it's true. But, okay, it's been like that for... Yeah, but you at least had five or six teams there in the mix. Right now, you're looking at... Okay, but it's five, not six... Not that many. Well, is his team ain't one of is no? He didn't even include them. Yep. So, but this is what I'm saying. I think Tom Brady is on a bitter rant. Yeah, I, I do too. But I did think that there was a little bit of truth to it. Okay, but so if that's the case, what's wrong with that? You can't. Okay, so this is the thing. You can't expect because he was on top for years. You he can't. It's almost like he expects it to be that way. Forever, and now it's like since it's not that way. Oh, this is just a parody. See, it's not that way. It's that that you're not on top anymore. Now that you're not on top, you're starting to see it for what it really is mm-hmm. and what it's always been. But since he's, it's it's hard. It's hard to see uh, trash when you're on the freaking top. Yeah, you know, you're not looking down. But it does seem I. Again, I understand he's doing this out of bitterness, but it does seem like there are just fewer good teams that can truly, yeah, be in the mix. Like it, it does seem that way. Like there's more bad football. It really is. Like there's more games now that I can go. I'm not going to watch that. Oh, that I, in the past I would have casually watched. Yeah, and I agree. Okay, it, it's getting no, easier and easier that unless you have a diehard football team. It's getting easier and easier not to watch the NFL. I don't listen. It's true, but at, at the same time, why I, I it's hard for me to listen to anything Tom Brady says because it's but, a, a, but I'm so, okay if if let's say if Bill Parcells had said, "Hey, I've been watching NFL football, and there's three or four really good football teams, and everybody else sucks." I will believe it. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Just because I understand your point. I, I agree. I think Tom Brady's just bitter and needs to go home. But it doesn't make his statement any less true. And that's my point. Is is where are we headed with, with sports in general? Like, I, it, I, I'm a sports guy. But it's getting to the point where some of it's just unwatchable. It's a, Pittsburgh is unwatchable. To watch the Steelers play football, that, that's gross. Yeah. Cleveland, unwatchable. Even if they, if and when they bring back Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I mean, Arizona, the, the, the shine's off that deal. I think, I think this is what's happening. Is that a lot of these organizations have grown still. The, the, the Pittsburgh has grown still. 
They need a new offensive okay, line. They need because, all- because the days of the great quarterbacks are over. Possibly. Possibly. Have we reached a point where we will never you have say a truly great We have more game managers than true just uh, great gunslingers. Mm. We have game managers. Jimmy Garoppolo. All he does Garoppolo. is win. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, uh, over there in, uh, before he got hurt in Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Baker Mayfield. Uh, who else? You can make a case that Daniel Jones is a game. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Okay, put him in there. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, but he's not. No, I'd put Sam Darnold over Jared Goff. And Sam Darnold's still a game manager. If I, I don't know what's happening over there, but I even put him in that category. Uh, um, who else? I'd even throw Russell, Russell Wilson in there. Um... Whoa, Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is, but he's still he's a game manager. But he's forced to be. Okay, but he's still that, either no, way. No, 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 I'm talking about kid, guys who have no choice. Russell Wilson's a game manager because he plays behind teams that are good. At this point, okay, I put him in there. You can take him out. I'm putting him in there where he's at right now. As of right, if now. he was in Dallas, he would be a game manager. Well, I mean, he might be, but that yeah, cool receiver. Given that receiver, yeah, he would be. If you put him in, okay, let's play, well, no, Kansas City doesn't have anything either. Mm-hmm. What's the team that has some receivers? Buffalo. If you put him in Buffalo, he's not a game manager. No. Philadelphia, he's not a game manager. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, and uh, well, in Miami. Miami's not a game manager. So, that's what I'm saying. He's not a game manager. He's, he's, but, he's game manager by necessity. But what I'm saying is... Other than the quarterbacks that are just running around, like Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, now, Kyler Murray can't win. Yeah, well, either way, Kyler Murray didn't watch film. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's not a quarterback. Let's quit calling him a quarterback. Okay, well, and given the position that Lamar, he is, L- Lamar Jackson stands in the quarterback spot. Okay, well, let's put and nuts and then okay, let's put him in the category of game man. But he's not that either. He's in his own category because they ask him to win football games. Okay. Well, that's what game managers do. They ask you to win. No, they ask you not to lose. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, either no, way. him, they're asking him to actually go win the football game. So, we should, well, you just put him in a category all by himself? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I agreed with the sentiment that that one scout had that he's not a great quarterback. He's a great athlete. Yeah. Okay. But what? I'm, but the point I'm making is Tom Brady's becoming a game manager. Okay, well, like he's okay. actually getting to the point that they're asking him not to lose ball games. Yeah, and so this is what I'm saying. As of right now, what the NFL looks like, you have more game managers than those that are just going out there and just slinging it. You know, and so looking at that now, and then looking at college football as it stands right now with the quarterbacks. That's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, the only ones that look like they may have some promise to them is, is very few of them. Bryce Young, uh, maybe Quinn Ewers, and then the one Curry over in Michigan. Like, Not Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Oh, uh, his name is slipping my mind. I don't know. He's number 12. Mc, uh, Kaysen McMahon. Okay. 
Yeah. So that's that's now those are the only ones that I can think of. You know, maybe there's more, but those are your up and coming quarterbacks. There's not that many great gunslinging quarterbacks anymore. That Which leads to really great teams and really bad teams. Yeah. But then here's what I don't get. Is in the midst of we don't even have enough competitive teams in America, Roger Goodell says, Hey, we should have four teams in Europe. Roger can't even control what's going on right down here in the United over here in the United States. Why? Because the NFL is looking and they're realizing that America's getting tired of football and they're looking for the next... Nobody's getting tired of football. They're getting tired of you, Roger. <laughs> but but the ratings are down in America. The rating, Okay, the ratings are down because of the rules that's happening. Because well, they're not able to... But, but what I'm saying is they're probably... They're looking at the international market and saying those people wouldn't know any different. <laughs> you see... Because we're having to adjust the product. If you send them a football team, they've never seen anything else. Who are you going to put over there? No, he's wanting to have just four new teams. He's wanting to recruit and, and draft players to go play in. Like so, okay, Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl comes around, what's going to happen with those four teams? They're in the NFL. So they're going to come from all the way over there. Over here. Let me look at how you worded this. I'm about to say, this is going to be a bunch of ignorance. <laughs> but one foolery. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not making any sense. Because you got to worry about passports. Okay. Citizenship. Okay, yeah. Europe can support multiple NFL franchises, and his proposal was a four-team division in Europe. That's boring. You only go... You are... We don't play each other all season? No, they would play the other teams. They would just be their own division. So you would add another division to the NFL. That's stupid. That makes no sense. <laughs> so you going to bust them over here? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you going to fly them? Fly them in? Fly them out? Super Bowl comes. That's going to cost too much attention. Okay. It says... Based on the league's choices so far, a four-team division, this was part of Bleacher Report. Since based on the league's choices so far, a four-team division in Europe would likely feature two teams in London and two in Germany. While it would make the divisional scheduling far easier, there would still be some difficulties when it comes to U.S.-based teams traveling across the Atlantic or vice versa as part of an 18-week schedule with a single So, so, so yes. players coming out of college going to be able to go over there and play football. They can get drafted, yes, possibly. If you're going to do that, you might as well make a deal with the Canadian League. <laughs> that's where it's headed. Make a deal with the Canadian League. Let's, let's try it out with them. And then, but he uh, doesn't want to because that's bad football. Because then what are you going to tell How do you know he's going to be good football? <laughs> Those same guys <laughs> came from college. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so the Canadian League is the leftovers. He's saying let's create four brand new franchises. They would get all the... The the top picks, right? Some of these guys were top picks too. In the Canadian League. Just didn't weren't successful in the NFL. Because what I'm saying is it's no difference. But they would be able to sign the free agents out of the NFL. Like what I'm saying is if you if you make It's the same, make, just slap the NFL on it. That's all it is. Right. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. That's where we're headed. Don't do it. Well, hey, hey, hey. They're a lot rougher than us. So you're going to tell them they can't hit? <laughs> I, that's where it's headed. Okay. 
Let's move on. Let's wrap up. They the play show. rugby. <laughs> they hit without pants. Let's wrap up the show <laughs> with some NBA news. Draymond Green. <laughs> Draymond Green gets into a fight with the teammate. Gets sent home. He apologizes. Not to contract year in. Uh, Golden State, and I'm going to say the words that you hate so badly, Draymond Green going to the Lakers Mm-mm. next year. He doesn't go to the Lakers. He stays with Golden State. Go, Golden State will be stupid to let him go. because if he, Golden State wants to put up with him. Let's see what kind of season he has. We'll talk about yeah. it. He's the centerpiece. Uh, let's let's see. see. LeBron James, back in the headlines, tells, he tells Adam Silver publicly that he wants to own an NBA team in Vegas. Then do it. Retire first. You got to retire. Retire today. You're a billionaire. Walk away. Start a franchise. Period. End of story. You can do it, LeBron. You know, everybody wants to go to Las Vegas. The Oakland Athletics are wanting to leave and put a baseball team there because they're LeBron wants to play in Las Vegas. You've already got the Raiders in Vegas. That's where all the money is, man. What's because everybody's up into sports gambling now? Yeah. So why not? You billionaire, go make more. But just retire. Yeah, that's what. Retire. He's in the same boat as Tom Brady. Why in the heck are you still playing? For no reason. (laughs) You have nothing else to prove, man. Nothing else to prove. It's real. Just go ahead and retire, man. We love you. We understand. We we, listen. Go on a team. We'll watch your team. We, you know, you built teams in the past. Even though you played still, but you built teams and coaches. So go ahead. Just retire. Leave the Lakers alone. Yeah. Let them build without having to have you in the ear. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. Sad. Yeah, well, it is what it is in sports world, man. This this sports world is in shambles in the United States. And we are trying to start a company. Yeah. It's in shambles, and the NFL wants to go across seas, and they can't even get together here. So, this weekend, we're going to be in Dangerfield. Tune yeah. in to the TikTok. Thank Good old you. sports underscore East Tech. Yes, sir. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, go over to Miss Sonia Woods of the Tri County Press. I like her page. You'll catch some content over there. I, I mean, that's where we're at. Yep, watching the Blue Tigers and Legion Fields. I don't know what who they are. What are they? They won one game. They're not very good. Okay, we won't name them. Bad much. year in the Legion Fields. All right. Bad year. Well, bad year, kind of for sports in general. Yeah, but we're the ones who have our opinions. We yes. make them known. This is good old sports. This is a down home way to get your sports opinions in there. Hit us up all over the place: TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Find us. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. We'll see you next week. Peace.